With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, yes, living the dream once again here on a fabulous Saturday. This is Fox Sports Saturday. Harbin and Schwartz with you, brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas. The greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. All right, we got a potpourri of activity today. The NBA playoffs are underway today. Already a home team has gone down, minus their star. That's sort of the season story around the NBA, minus the star. We're going to get into all of that. We got a lot of NFL news less than two weeks away from the NFL draft. Major League Baseball is rolling along. And Jeff, you and I, though, talked about this before the show. The highlight of today, without question, (laughs) is the debut of the return of the USFL. The USFL is back, and tonight is the first game. I'm sure that you are lathered up, all ready to roll, Jeff. Wagers, getting ready for uh, some easy money with the launching of the new USFL. Yes, it is tonight. The first game is tonight, and then there are three games tomorrow. I think that's basically the schedule is going to be a game on Saturday night, and then bunch of games on Sunday. Um, look, this, uh, there's eight teams, right? And they're all in Birmingham. So they're, they're not you know in New Orleans or not in Birmingham or, or you know, not in Houston or Michigan, right? But they're all together. Um, and this league is owned by Fox and NBC. So there's kind of a vested interest for it to work well, right? Because there's the major networks are going to put these games on. They're on. It's on Fox, Big Boy Fox night at seven thirty p.m. Right? It's on NBC tomorrow. It's on FS1 tomorrow. It's on USA. The the best broadcasters from each of these networks are calling these games. It is a big deal, and I think it will work. But also, why I'm excited to watch this 
is because unlike other spring leagues, they gave it a little bit of room after the Super Bowl, right? The other leagues, the XFL, the AAF, they started right after the Super Bowl, Steve. And a lot of us that watch a lot of football, we, we kind of are not over football by then, but just like I need a, I need a couple weekends off. I can't tell my family I'm watching another football game the week after the Super Bowl. So tonight I can say, hey. Look, football's back on. Let's watch some football. So I'm excited for that, and the timing is great. Um, look, I don't know how the games will be. Who knows? Uh, you know, a lot depends on the quarterbacks and offensive linemen. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm excited to watch a little bit of football tonight, and I think it, this league will do better than other spring leagues have done because of the investment uh, that Fox and NBC have put into it. All right. Now, you, you talked about the eyeball adjustment, you know, and this was a fatal for the Alliance of American Football and the abbreviated return of the X. XFL, uh, because yeah. you go from watching the Super Bowl, which at least at the end of the season – Perhaps the two best teams uh, playing at that point are there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're watching uh, JV football in comparison. Here's the thing, though. So I was uh, talking yesterday about Rich on our show about the quarterbacks, the starting quarterbacks for these eight teams. And very quickly, and we'll sprinkle in if you're just sort of trying to figure out what's going on with the USFL. Uh, one thing I just throw right at the beginning is the fact that all the games this season, the entire schedule of the entire season will all be played in the same stadium in yes. Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, this is uh, the home of Alabama, Birmingham, about 45,000 seats. But every single game is going to be played in the same stadium. So whether you're the Michigan Panthers or the Tampa Bay Bandits, it doesn't matter. Your home is going to be in Birmingham. And this is to cut cost. And this makes sense. Uh, we know what happened to the Alliance of American Football where they were putting up players in hotels and they couldn't even pay the bills. And it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they'll be in litigation forever. But here's the thing again. When you talk about football, it all starts with the quarterback position. So I'm yeah. looking at the eight starting quarterbacks, at least to start week one yeah. in the USFL. And the only name that I honestly recognize is Shea Patterson, the former Michigan quarterback. The other seven quarterbacks, you would really have to be a in-depth, um. diehard know something about these guys. I mean, they play college football, but you know what I'm talking about. They're, they're not exactly names that jump off the page. Now, that doesn't mean they don't have talent. Maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe yes they're, no. uh, you know, but I mean, quarterback play in any football league is going to dictate to a yeah. great degree, not just week one, but, you know, week after week after week, yeah. whether or not people are going to be tuning in to watch the product. Yeah, um, you know the uh, Kyle. Uh, I don't. I can't pronounce his last name very well. Lalana uh, was drafted by the Giants in the fourth round. He's starting for the Pittsburgh team. So, like there, there are some players that, that have been that have played some NFL time. Um, uh, Jordan uh, Tamu was rostered by five NFL teams. Um, like there are there are some guys, but again, look, <laughs> you barely have enough starting quarterbacks in the NFL, right? So you're not going to get a ton of them right. in this league. But it's about it's about can it be can it be serviceable, right? Is it not? Is, is just as long as it's not ugly football, which I don't think it will be. And when I looked at um, the the first week for the AAF or for the XFL, and you mentioned the downfall of the AAF was just the funding. They didn't yeah, funding. funding was the downfall of the of the XFL was COVID. They're actually getting pretty good ratings over over two three million people watching their primetime games. Um, but then again, the COVID happened, and Vince McMahon packed it up, and, and now the Rock owns the XFL, um, is the, the best teams, and this was certainly true in week one, 
were the teams coached by the offensive coaches. So if you look in the AAF, it was Steve Spurrier and Rick Neuheisel, like like proven offensive coaches. Both those guys are proven. Oh, don't forget the, Mike Martz. Yeah, but I, don't, I actually don't think his team was that great in no, the XFL. He no. was one of the he was one of the the, the, the San ones Diego that Fleet. San yeah. Diego Fleet. And then yeah. the XFL, name, it was though. it was Pep Hamilton mm-hmm. was was one of the better ones, and I, I could pull my article and another offensive coach as well. So. Look! Look! Look for these weekends. Look for these. Teams All right. So then you're talking coaches. about Kevin Sumlin, uh, who is the coach of the Houston team. Yeah, but I, I it, Todd it had, Haley in Tampa so, Bay. So, so, so to me, Todd Haley is is the one I'm. I like. Okay, you're not going to include Jeff Fisher, my high school classmate. I'm not putting Jeff list. Fisher in that. I'm, How about I'm, Mike I, Riley? Uh, with no, New so Jersey. I'm not including. I'm not including Riley and Sumlin, and the reason why. I don't know if you watched uh, any Arizona Wildcat football last four years. Um, <laughs> offense was very bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm, not, I'm not putting in Mike Riley. Same thing in Oregon State. He was good. He was. They were good pro style offense. Very creative, and then just didn't happen anymore. Kind of went away from it. So those those guys are not in this category, in my opinion, of of like offense. Todd Haley is. Um, and Larry Fedora, who is one of the coaches for the New Orleans team, those two fit the mold. Larry Fedora's teams, he's coached the last three years, were in top 36 in college football as far as efficiency. Lowest, there were 36. They were in the 20s a couple years, too. So I, I think to me it's Larry Fedora and it's Todd Haley. And I look at those two teams and think to myself, like those guys, at least if the trends are, are going to stay the same in two separate leagues now, kind of these offensive-minded coaches that had that, that kind of have always been good wherever they were, um, are the ones that, that are probably going to uh, to win. All right. Well, a lot of people are always going to use your hints on which way to wager because everyone's looking for an easy win. I don't know how you even set odds week one of a league launching. I mean, I it, these are such uh, arbitrary yeah. numbers, and there's there's no home field because everyone's playing on the, the exact same field. So I'm trying to figure out at least week one. This is where you have to dig into the rosters, right? And, I, and the reason I mention that is I always go back to 1987 – when the NFL had their replacement games and I was working for the Raiders at the time and I had a, a, a partner of mine working in the organization who helped. It's still amazing me. Think about it. I think there were 30 NFL teams at that time. They had one week, one week off to put an entire roster together. Can you imagine that? Seriously, think right now. If the NFL were to have a similar situation, is it conceivable that 32 NFL teams – Wiping out their current rosters in one week could put together an entire roster of players and be ready to play the next week. Because that's what happened back in 1987. I mean, could, could and, they, and I mean, well, they did yes, it. I it saw good, it. good, but yes, they could. Uh, but I remember the odds. Like, they, the odds makers are like, where do we go with this? We have no idea. Literally have no idea. And the first week played out, and they were all over the map. Like, they were like teams that were seven-point favorites lost by 15. Um, so I don't know if we are that with the USFL right now. I mean, uh, I mean, if the, it could the, be some everyone, easy week one money. I mean, everyone is taking the unders. The totals have dropped like ten points from when they opened. Uh, they're all like in the in the low forties now, um, which is a, a good way to go. But you know, like I said, I, I took I bet on New Orleans and I bet on. Um, uh, well, I guess in, it depends on where you are. You can't bet on the USFL in every state. Um, I'm not even a state that allows legal wagering, but. Um, to me, it's it's New Orleans and it's um, Tampa Bay for the reasons I gave you. I think the coaches are very important in this. And again, we've seen offensive coaches uh, really take advantage in Week One, 
compared to the defensive guys. I mean, if you look at the scores of all the defensive coaches, it's like 1913, right? <laughs> and so you look at the score of, of the offensive coaches, man. In the in the AF, I think the first week, the offensive guys, Spurrier and Neuheisel, outscored their opponents a combined like 78 to 26. Mm. Like they, they got after it. In the XFL, like was 63 to, to 37. I wrote on FoxSports.com, I wrote a whole article about trying to find some some angles uh, to wager on some of these games. Again, you can't wager in every state, so uh, make sure to check if you're in a legal wagering state whether or not you you can do that. But um, in the XFL, again, XFL was uh, it was Pep Hamilton and June Jones combined to win by a score of thirty eight. Excuse me, sixty eight to thirty seven in week one of the of the XFL. So those offensive coaches, man, I'm telling you, I think they have a leg up in this uh, early in the season. So that's where I'm looking. But I'll watch tonight, 730. Can't wait. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll sprinkle in a little more USFL. Some of the rules changes are very interesting. Some of the things you might see in the USFL that you might like and maybe even the NFL may take note of. Uh, we'll have that throughout the show today. All right. On the other side, the NBA playoffs are underway today. And we got problems. We got some major problems looming for this league. And even the commissioner knows I got a stunning stat for you coming up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast this is the intersection where sports business society and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no bs is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen listen to the right or wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Steve Harvey, Jeff Schwartz, Fox Sports Saturday. I got a question for you, Jeff. Yes, if you had a net worth of $91.3 billion. Oh, yeah. $91.3 billion. Would you probably have a smile on your face pretty much all day long? Would that probably. be? Probably, yeah. Probably, right? Right, $91.3 billion. Well, that is the current net worth of Clippers owner Steve Ballmer. That's the updated net worth of Steve Ballmer. <laughs> yeah. The Clippers owner, he is worth $91.3 billion. 
And I'm watching him at the end of that game yesterday, and he wasn't smiling. And nor should he be smiling as a disastrous season for the Clippers came to an end last night in a very inglorious way. Now, let me I would imagine even when you've got $91.3 billion in net worth, that you would probably be interested in how your money's invested. Okay. So I'm going to give you an investment that he made this season. Okay. And, and and then see if you think he got a return on his investment. So Paul George and Kawhi Leonard each had the same salary this year. $39,344,970. Actually, I'm sorry. Paul George made $70 more this year than Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. So combined, that's nearly $79 million that you invested in just two players. Did any of those guys play last night? So, combined this season. So, there's, you know, 82 games times two. That's 164 games. Out of out of 164 games combined, they played 31. Mm. And all 31 of those was Paul George, who apparently... Becomes when is the last time that we had an NBA player miss a game due to COVID? I mean, we, this this doesn't even happen anymore. Like we thought this COVID situation, not that it's disappeared, but guys actually missing games because they're testing positive with COVID. I thought that was sort of in the rearview mirror. No one's wearing masks anymore. Everyone's vaccinated. The whole shebang and everything else. And he had here was a game at home to get into the playoffs. And Paul George tests positive for COVID, has to sit the game out, yeah, and they no lose idea. to a Pelicans team that finished the regular season with a record of 36 and 46. They're in, and the Clippers are out. So, again, let's get back to Steve Ballmer here. $91.3 billion net worth. And he's not smiling right now, having invested $79 million into two players who combined played 31 games this year so i ask you uh and let me give you one other stat one other stat before i get into uh, your thoughts on all this talk about the load management situation how's this stat for you of the 29 top scores in the nba this year in points per game top 29 you know how many played at least 70 games this year? That's 70 out of 82. Out of you know how many 29. Of the top 29 um, scores, how many of them played at least 70 of the 82 games this year out ooh, of 29? Uh, seven of them. And they're all under 25. Uh, actually, it would be five. Oh, the only oh. five that played at least 70 games were Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, yep. Jokic, Jason Tatum and Carl Anthony Towns. None of those guys, by the way, played more than 76 games. Let me give you some of the examples. Jimmy Butler, 57 games. Brandon Ingram, 55 games. Anthony Davis, 40 games. Bradley Beal, 40 games. Damian Lillard, 29 games. Paul George, 31 games. Uh, Jean Morant, 47 games. Kyrie Irving, 29 games. Uh, Kevin Durant, 55 games. LeBron James, 56 games. Oh, by the way, Ben Simmons this year, 34 million, zero games. Oh, but, but Kawhi might, but, Leonard. But he, but he dunked. He dunked at practice. He did. So. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, $39 million, zero games. John Wall, $44 million he made this year, zero games. Zero. Zero. 
So I, I've been following NBA basketball forever, right? And I, this is just stunning to me. I mean, this is now at the point where players and some of the – yeah, there's some injuries in here and everything else. But you know what? In the old days, guys fought through the injuries. You fought through injuries to play every game you could, you know, squeeze out yeah. of your NFL career. But now they have this attitude like, no. No. I mean, the Warriors did this. You know, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. Injuries, no hurry. Just get ready for the playoffs. That was yeah. the whole idea. And even the commissioner sounded off about this. I don't know where you go with this right now, but these are stunning numbers because these are your stars. You know, like top 29 scores. Those are your stars. And only five out of 29 even played as many as 70 games this year. Um. Yeah, I, I uh, it, it's a personal pride thing. I mean, like you could blame Adam Silver. I mean, I I, I thought about blaming. I mean, he's made this league into a very players' league, right? Where, where the players kind of control what happens. But I, I keep thinking to myself because it's been talked about for a couple of years now. Um, is you know why? Like what? What is? What's the solution to this? Right? Because. You're not going to find players for not playing because they might have a legitimate injury. And how do you question someone that has an injury? You, you really can't. Right? Someone says, I have a hurt ankle. I mean, if, if they're getting treatment, you have to believe them, right? It, it's slippery slope if you can just find anyone who doesn't play based off of a sprained ankle, right? Or whatever injury that they say that they have. And to me, it comes down to personal pride, right? Is, is wanting to play every game. Um, is wanting to um, have your fans be excited to come to the game and watch you play. Um, but it doesn't hurt them, them as NBA players, because the playoffs, it doesn't matter anymore if you have home court advantage. It doesn't matter if you're the one seed or ten seed. As long as you're there, you can win any time. And that's what this has come down to. And so until the incentive structure changes in the playoffs, until it, it, it is to a point where the home team has so much of an advantage that – you have to play at home. But now with the way teams travel, the way players recover, the amenities at the facilities, at the arenas, at the hotels, like playing a road game in front of – it's just – you're just playing in a different stadium. Like nothing else is different. It, you know, we've long heard stories about, you know, <clears throat> you know teams, you know, Boston turning up – or excuse me, turning down the air conditioner, right, in, in the old garter for the Lakers, right? So the Lakers have to sweat out in their locker room. Doesn't happen anymore, right? Doesn't happen anymore. Everyone has the same playing conditions, same playing surfaces, same rehab facilities. And so it doesn't matter home or away now. So, Steve, there is, it's up to the players to want to play the games. There's nothing, there's nothing anybody can do. Nothing fan, fans are still going to watch. I'm watching the playoffs. I've watched one full regular season game at the most. I've watched four playoff games already. I'm watching it now. Well, I mean, do you reduce like, the games? And here's my thing. So a lot of people like, say, well, let's cut 10 games off the schedule. Okay, Guess fine. what? Then they're, then they're going to play 10 less games. So if maybe, but I mean, I think the the players. If you go from, let's say you go from eighty-two to seventy games or seventy-two games, right? Let's say you cut games, and right now, like I said, if you look in the average here, they're they're playing about sixty-five out of eighty-two games on average. These are your star players. Yeah. So if you reduce it to 72 games, guess what? You'll play about 57 games. I mean, it's there a higher, is it's no, a higher percentage there is no incentive for you to actually play in these games. <laughs> right. Why? And, Let me ask you this. How many how many NBA players, and I would say this of, of professional athletes across the board, because the insane amount of money that professional athletes are making these days, and I'm screaming from a fan standpoint, right? If you were to really sit them down, 
on a one-on-one basis and ask them, between you and I, what's yeah. a greater priority in your professional sports career? Is it to make as much money as you possibly can or to win as many championships as you possibly can? Be honest. How? how what, what percentages you think would say it's about the championships, it's not about the money, as opposed to, yeah, it's about making as much money as I can possibly yeah. make? What would you um, say the percentages? Oh, man. Uh, I, I think that everyone wants to make their money. I think everyone wants to win. The question is, what what is the priority, right? To your point. Um, and that, that varies, though, in my opinion, what age you're at in your career, where you're playing. You know, if you're playing on a bad team, I'd imagine you just want to make your money, right? If you're stuck on a poor team. If you're on a good team, you might take less money to play on a good team or a championship. I think it just depends on the situation. But I think every player wants to get paid first and foremost. Um, and they, they all want to win a championship. Sure, I, I get that. But they all want to make generational wealth as well. And I don't think, the, you know, the NBA can't, you know, if you are Steve Ballmer and you put together this team, you've seen what Kawhi did in San Antonio and most recently in Toronto, where he didn't play all the games in Toronto, but then he showed up for the playoffs and won them a championship. That's why you're paying Kawhi that money. It hasn't worked out yet for, for the Clippers. But yeah, that's three years he's being, in, but, he's played 106 out of 246 games, and last time I checked, they haven't won a championship. Right, but, right. But, but but my point is that you're paying for the optimism of that, right? And if you don't have that guy, you have no chance to win. And so there's no incentive. I'm using Kyrie. I'm using uh, Kawhi as an example right now. <laughs> there's no incentive for Kawhi to change. He's getting 40 million dollars a year. He's won two championships. He, he deserves that money, right? And who's going to tell him to start playing again? No one is. Like it's it's a it comes down to the personal pride of the NBA player. That, that that's what it comes down to. It comes down to them wanting to play every night. You can't force them to play. You we're seeing obviously the regular season matters less and less. I mean the the game again. I, I watched some NBA basketball. I was being a little a little exaggerated earlier. But the the you put on an NBA game and a playoff game, and this is the first, today's the first day of playoffs without the play-in games because the play-in games are four or something, right? So the intensity should be higher. But it looks like two different sports. Like the playoff basketball, the energy, the effort, the attention to detail, the shot-making, the defense, it's a different game. It just visually looks different. It's the only major sport in the country where the, the, the playoff games, if you watch an NFL game, it looks the same in the playoffs. Yeah, there are better players playing in the postseason, but it looks the same. The, the, the sport looks different in the playoffs. That's, that's not good. That, that, to me, when it has to change a part of that, obviously, is the players have to be prideful in wanting to play um, during the regular season. We should go to the NCAA tournament March Madness format for the NBA. I mean, come on. Let's if you incredible. really want a sense of urgency where every game's yeah. a one and done, let's go to that extreme. The Dollar Shave Club six blade razor brings noticeably smooth shaves with six stainless steel blades for swift hair removal and a lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razors are sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. All right, let's find out what's trending right now. Mr. David Gascon in the building, David. Uh, 20%. 20% would be what? playing for championships yes. as opposed to money. Yes. I think that number is even high if you really, you know, say it's like, a, come on, just between you and I. That's my guess. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Yeah. I, I think the unique element with the NBA, unlike the NFL, 
Major League Baseball and the National Hockey League is that you're not surprised when a wild card or an eight seed beats a top seed or division winner in those other sports. In the NBA, th- that doesn't happen all too often. Like, you're not picking an eight seed to beat a one. Seven seed to beat a two. It happens not that often in football either, but... All like right, now the, we have we've had seed wild, we've had wild card teams yeah. win Super Bowls. Yeah, we have. Yeah, it was Tampa Bay, and then it was, what, before that it was... Pittsburgh's it was, done it. The Denver Broncos have done it. I mean, it happens. The Broncos did it in 98. I mean, it's, it doesn't happen. As, never mind. Okay. They happen very often in the NFL. Yeah, but I'm, I'm still saying, like... Well, how many eight or seven seeds have won the NBA championship? No, never. never. Right? Right. Yeah. No, I mean... Uh, just a different brand, but I, I mean, like you said, I, I think that uh, I don't know. What, what you, you asked the question. What do you think? It's ten percent, five percent. Well, I, again, it, what, the kind of money we're talking about now. Yeah. You know, like at the end of Steph Curry's contract, his last year, he's making fifty-five million dollars. <laughs> Pretty good for one year. <laughs> one year. I mean, you, I mean, you, you're talking about generational money here, Jeff. Uh, for most people, if they made. $10 million in their lives, that would be generational money, to say the least. We're talking about guys making $40 million a year. Oh, yeah. Every year, it's multi-generational, depending on how much money you want to spend. I mean, how many goodies can you have? And I don't know. Some people uh-huh. find a lot of ways to spend their money. Russell Wilson just bought a $25 million house. I mean, nice. Find, find ways to spend money as much as you want. Well, maybe his wife wanted that house. What do you think? I don't know. Maybe the, house is, house. the house is, has four bedrooms and 12 bathrooms. It seems a little <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's nice. Guys, uh, Memphis and Minnesota playing their opening round act. Minnesota leading by two, 47 to 45. Uh, Jazz and Mavericks, that game went to a close. Dallas fell at home 99-93. No Luka Doncic in this one. Donovan Mitchell had 32 points. Rudy Gobert had five points but 17 rebounds in the victory. Raptors and 76ers tonight. Nuggets and Warriors as well. Tip-off tens at 8.30 Eastern. Major League Baseball. 2-0. That's hit in the air to right field and it's hit deep. I mean way deep. Marte can't do anything about it because it's gone. Two-run shot. Alcantara and the Diamondbacks take a 2-0 lead. It's a rare victory for Arizona. They won today beating the Mets 3-2. Raised down 3-2 over the White Sox. Braves 1-0 in San Diego. Twins and Red Sox just underway from Fenway on the ice. Golden Knights and Oilers are scoreless. St. Louis leads Minnesota 3-1 to as a score in that one. Gentlemen, back to you guys. All right, uh, David, thank you very much. Check in with you a little bit later on. All right, let's stay with the money theme here, but switch sports. Let's go to the NFL where Derek Carr is now going to be making $40.5 million per year, which is fifth among NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is now at $50 million. We got Deshaun Watson. We got Patrick Mahomes. Yep. And we got Josh Allen at $43 million. So uh, Derek Carr at $40.5 million per year. I won't ask a question where we know the answer, and that would be, would you say Derek Carr is a top five quarterback? Because we know he's not that. No. Um, is he even a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? So let, let's add these up, right? In fact, I'm going to write a list here. I'm gonna, right? I'm, I, got the, I got my notebook out, too. Let's All right, let's talk about the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. You let's got, just go to the three in the AFC West ahead of Carr. So AFC West. All right, so you three. got Rodgers, you got Brady, yep. you got Allen, 
And then you've got, uh, all right, so you say Russell Wilson, you got Justin Herbert, you got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, uh, let Jackson. me ask you this. Okay, okay. So a lot of people are not with you on that, Lamar Jackson. But uh, I, in, in, the, in the top 10? He's not a top 10 quarterback? I, you know, I agree. Is Dak Prescott? And by the way, I want to bring this up because. I feel like Dak and Derek Carr are about the same. All right. Oh, really? Okay. So you what, say. What, is that, what has Dak Prescott done in the last two years okay, to make you feel well, like. I mean, I'm, or, that's why I'm asking you. Yeah. All right. So uh, Dak Prescott. Uh, who am I missing here? Uh, there's some obvious names here. Let me take a look at Stafford. Okay, Matthew Stafford, who just obviously won a Super Bowl and had a really good. Season. So now I'm at I'm at at least I'm at eight at least now. All right, hold on. I, let me let me take a look here. Oh, Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow oh, on this list? I think Joe Burrow's head of car. Yes. All right, nine. so Joe Burrow's on this list. Who else do we have on this list right now? So I have nine at least ahead of Carr. Oh, uh, what we about forgot uh, Deshaun Watson. Is Deshaun I, Watson on this a, list? He's not. I feel like he. we have to see how he plays this year. I don't really All right, have so it. We don't Josh have, Allen. We have, to, we have, okay. we have the Josh right, Allen on that list. All right, the, so, okay, let's, let's look here. So I don't think I've missed anybody here. Okay, so again, here, here's oh, my list. Oh, you guys list. missed Kirk Cousins. No, well, there's, a yeah, there's a reason. That. All right, so these are these are these are. Uh, I have a top eleven here. Let's see if you agree with these. Uh, well, and I'm and I'm including Watson as a top a lot top ten without Watson. Okay. So we got Rodgers, Brady, Allen, Wilson, Herbert, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow. Let me ask uh, you this: Is yes. Kyler Murray? As good or better than any of those quarterbacks? No. Okay. So, and he says, I, I, I think. I mean, maybe Dak. I, you know, Dak to me, I feel like Dak is still like can be better. He's good, but can be much better still. Right. I think he, he's got a lot more in him. Was he really healthy this year, though? No, he wasn't. Not, yeah, That's okay. part of it. Why? All right. So, and then you, and then you get Derek Carr, who yeah. is now the fifth highest paid quarterback in the NFL, which is probably why Kyler Murray's like, well, wait a second. Yeah. You know, am I Derek Carr good? I mean, I mean he's made yeah, the Pro Bowl I, the last I, I, two, I mean legitimately made the Pro Bowl the last I, two I think years. if there's like if there's a tier Carr and you know Dak and 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 Murray are kind of in the same tier. Right. So where are we going with all these uh, numbers here? So what and what what is your answer to Kyler Murray's uh demand? Uh, that he I mean, get paid yeah, properly. I, I, I want to get paid too. I mean, you know, good luck. <laughs> I, I, I look. He's he's played three years. Um, he wants to get paid. Arizona obviously has him very cheap this year because of the rookie contract. And he's seen what Deshaun Watson got and what Carr has got now, and and obviously the other contracts have been given out for quarterback. Stafford got a new deal this year, and he wants in on it. And if you're Arizona, I understand the the apprehension on paying him. Forty-five, fifty million dollars a year. Um, he's been hurt the last two years. They've struggled down the stretch the last two years. Um, he's better than any option they have, sure. But they also went two and one without him last season, and that's a very small sample size. I wouldn't use that as as the way not to sign him. Um, but Arizona says, "Hey, man, all right. Well, if you don't want to show up, don't show up. What are you going to do, right? If you don't show up this year, that delays you one more year to getting." paid in free agency, right? Your right. clock stops. Obviously, if Arizona sucks without you, they'll sign you. That's that's what the, the game you're playing. I don't buy this thing about how he's going to go play baseball. He's going to show up at, at short A in August for a month and a half and then sit at home and go in the batting cage. Like, what if Arizona calls? He's not, he's not playing baseball, guys. Um, so he really kind of stuck. And this is the leverage he has, is to say, I'm not showing up until I get paid. And Arizona's going to say, all right, well, 
All right, don't show up. I, I think they're gonna call. The, I think they're gonna call his bluff. Unless someone calls, offers him a bunch of draft picks. Like, what if the Panthers call and say, "Hey, we'll give you six. We'll give you our first next year, our first the year after that, and we'll give you a, a second round pick." Is Arizona say yes? Oh no, depends how they like the quarterbacks in this year's draft. But Murray's in a tough spot. He, he's good, not great. Can he be elite? Has he showed moments of being elite? Sure, but in the second half of every season now. Hasn't been as good as the first half of every season. And you typically want it to be the other way around, right? If you start slow, you like to finish fast, right? You want to play better at the end of the season. So I think Arizona <clears throat> has some apprehension on paying him all this money, knowing that he's probably not in the top 10 quarterbacks. I mean, you know, the Vegas, I, I feel like the Derek Carr situation is a little bit different because it's almost like back pay, right? You know, when when the John Gruden scandal happened, when the Henry Ruggs accident happened, guess who spoke on all that? Derek Carr did, right? Not Mark Davis, Derek Carr. Derek Carr answered all the questions. He stood in front of the media and talked for his teammates and for his, his organization. Like He deserves some of this back pay, in my opinion. For like, This is why they're paying him. Um, and it, it's a little different than Kyler Murray, in my opinion. But that's why I'm okay with almost Carr getting paid. Like, like a, kind of a, a human part of this is that... He was the face of the franchise. The owner did not show up to any of these press conferences. He answered the questions. He had to He had to, to, to be the spokesperson. I'm okay with him getting paid for that. Lamar Jackson. Did you see what he said yeah, about Twitter? I'm, I mean, he said this. He goes, I have to delete this app because I don't take it serious, but I see a lot of people do, and it makes it boring for me to have. Uh, yeah, I'm not worried about his Twitter presence. I'm um, – I'm curious what what is what his play is here, right? I mean, well, he's representing himself, so yeah, he's his I own mean, agent. I, I, I don't. So he could play in the franchise tag and make a lot of money for the next couple of years, uh, but obviously they're one year deals, and it's a lot of money, right? Forty million, forty five oh, million, but it's, they're, forty five probably. They're one year deals, which yeah. is tough, right? But he's gonna make a lot of money. Um, you know, I'm sure he's asking for Deshaun Watson money because he's well, he's an MVP, like he's gonna try to get that money. The Browns really <laughs> did the rest of the league dirty with that contract because now, you know, Lamar Jackson should say it. I want $230 million or more. I should get more than Deshaun Watson. I think he has every right to say that. And the Ravens are probably in the same boat as a lot of teams. Like, I, I don't want to do that. We didn't sign up for this. Um, so I, I, I don't have a great, you know, if Lamar wants to play the franchise tag, he's going to make a ton of money. Like, I, I don't really have... I would have taken the money, Steve, because um, I'm a little less risk adverse than maybe Lamar is. Because <laughs> um, it's, it's whatever it's going to be, it'll be generational money. But he's holding out for the deal that he wants, and we'll we don't know what the Ravens have offered him. We don't know what he's countered back with. Like we don't know any of this stuff. I will say though, part of the reason you have an agent is to deal with uncomfortable conversations with ownership, right? So the the Ravens owner came out and said something like, "Yeah, it's been hard to talk to Lamar about this." And people ripped them for that. But here's the, the reason is, is what if they have negative, not negative things to say, but they, they counter back to him with things like, yeah, we don't think you're this good. Let's just use that for a broad example. Typically, you say that to the agent, right? And the agent filters that out to the player. But now you're directly talking to your quarterback who you need to play well this year. Hey, buddy, you know, we just don't think you're, 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 you're good enough for $200 million. That's why the agent's there, right? To, 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 to buffer that. Imagine having that conversation with, with, with your quarterback. Hey, Lamar, we don't think you're this good. And then being like, hey, can you win us a game on Sunday, please? <laughs> like, it's a, it's a tough conversation to have with, with the player. And I think that's where a little bit of, the, of this disconnect is happening because 
I think a deal should be done by now. Uh, but I don't know what the what what Baltimore's offered him, and I don't know what Lamar wants. Everything um, changed with Deshaun Watson, it did. And, and, Every, and that's the problem. The is whole it, landscape it, it changed with that deal that the Browns gave Deshaun Watson. So get ready, folks. You're going to see all these quarterbacks we talked about: Justin Herbert. Uh, go down the line, Joe Burrow down the road. They're all going to be staring at that contract with Watson. I guess who's going to be cheap? Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs got done early. Yeah. Pat took less money than he probably could if he waited a couple years. Yeah. And mm. now that's going to be a very cheap deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look, look, if you're Lamar, though, man, I'm with him. He should not ask for one cent less than than Deshaun Watson. No, he's, he said, look at his record compared to Deshaun Watson. I'm with you. And he's won an MVP award. All right. On the other side, uh, one team in the NFL made a bold move in the last couple of days. Is it enough to make them a serious Super Bowl contender? Talk about it coming up next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Steve Harbin, Jeff Schwartz, Fox Sports Saturday. The Dollar Shave Club Six Blade Razor brings noticeably smooth shades with six stainless steel blades for swift hair removal and a lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razors are sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in store. So last week, uh, as we are counting down to the draft, uh, which is about a week and a half away, so we're going to have a lot of draft talk over the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, we were still looking at some of the available free agents, Jeff, and really at the top of the list was Stephon Gilmore, who, of course, is the NFL Defensive Player of the Year just a couple of years ago in New England. He was in Carolina last year. He only played eight games the entire year. I had a laugh when he made the Pro Bowl as an alternate. You know, one of those you know guys are backing <laughs> out. It was Jalen Ramsey, of course, yeah. who wasn't going to play in the game because the Rams were in the Super Bowl. And the first name on the list is Gilmore. And you're like, dude, he only played eight out of 17 games. Ah, oh, but tack on another Pro Bowl for Stephon Gilmore. Look, he's in his 30s. Yeah. Uh, but the Indianapolis Colts have decided to sign him. This on the heels of their deal to get Matt Ryan. Uh, you know this as well as anyone. When their offensive line is healthy, yeah. there isn't a better offensive line in this league. You got the premier running back when he's healthy, perhaps certainly top three in Jonathan Taylor. Uh, what are we looking at right now with the Indianapolis Colts? Assuming, of course, that Gilmore can be healthy, Matt Ryan still has gas left in the tank. What do you think? Well, uh, so is is Matt Ryan in the playoffs, is he beating – what combination of quarterbacks? Like Herbert and then Burrow and then Mahomes to go to the Super Bowl? Or is he beating uh, Josh Mahomes, Allen. Wilson, Allen to go to the Super Bowl? Like what, what combination of, 
of three teams they beat in. So you're to, really to saying, despite the offensive line, despite your running back, any any strengthening of your defense, it still comes down to the quarterback. Yes, you watch the NFL too, right? You, I do. Yeah, okay. I, I do. Was sure. Uh, yeah, yes. But I also, I also saw your guy Patrick Mahomes have a complete meltdown in that second half against in his, Cincinnati in his fourth straight AFC Championship game, yeah, right? A okay, complete cool. Meltdown. Um, you know, I, I, fine. But the point is that he was beat by Joe Burrow, who's on our list of top quarterbacks. Did you think that Matthew Stafford was a Super Bowl winning quarterback before last season began? Did you say, oh yeah, there you go, Matthew Stafford? No, boom, Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. No, but his arm. I mean, who's had a is, better career? up to last year Matthew Stafford or Matt Ryan um uh, why are you thinking about this it's Matt Ryan it is Matt Ryan um but the difference between them is uh, you know Stafford has elite physical gifts still and Matt Ryan doesn't Mm. well I I don't um, know I mean my point is is that no I do know neither one of us thought that Matthew Stafford added to the Rams was any super upgrade from what they had with Jared Goff but and I'm not saying he's the sole reason obviously the Rams won the Super Bowl but at the end of the day he is a Super Bowl winning quarterback um I I I don't expect the Colts to win the Super Bowl uh, out of the AFC Conference now with that ride you win a division? What do you think? Division? Yeah, title? I, I bet him to win the division. Yeah, I think they win the division. All right. So yeah. I, I just I tried to get. Does Stefan Gilmore get you excited? Yeah, it's a good signing. Yeah. Yeah, these have got well again eight games for Carolina. All right, and the other side we're going to get a little baseball talk on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, rolling on on this big Saturday. Yeah. Like I said, number one story of the day, the launch of the USFL later on. What time does that game start again, Jeff? What do we got? 7.30 Eastern. 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. Big Fox. Big Fox. By the way, this, this game is on two networks. Am I right on this? Is it on NBC as well? I think tonight's just on Fox. There is a game this week that is on yeah, both and, networks. Um, yeah, I don't think it's tonight. Because I Maybe read, it, I read it about it that like this has not happened since the final game of the 07 season when the Patriots are f- trying to finish sixteen and zero against the oh, Giants. Is, yeah, you're right. It is, it is on NBC tonight. Yeah, it's on two networks. Yeah. two of the four major networks. I, anyway, I didn't know that. Uh, we're brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition. It is always on. 
whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch, the biggest games are even bigger in Vegas. So make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Again, we're going to give you some more insight as you watch the USFL. We know everyone's going to be watching, so uh, we'll give you a little more insight a little bit later on. Uh, but I want to uh, talk a little Major League Baseball right now with you, Jeff. By the way, I was at the Padres opening game against the defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves uh, Thursday at Petco. And it was just perfect. I mean, you know, the weather was perfect. San Diego, you know, you know, kind of weather you get in San Diego. And uh, huge crowd out there. You know what was the highlight for me, though? <coughs> yeah. They haven't had food in the press box in three <laughs> years. And, but they didn't just have food. Uh, I've been waiting for this for four years now. So they, they bring out the hot dogs. And, you know, every press box has a different way of making their yeah. hot dogs. But they do, like, on a rotisserie, so a nice, yeah. nice even cook. And they even have steam buns. All right, that's a good start, right? A steam bun and a nice, you know, evenly cooked yeah. hot dog. And so you have all the usual condiments. You have the mustards and onion and everything. And then I look to the side. I'm like, oh, it's back. Chili. Oh, and, and, there you go. And, and you know how it is with hot dog chili. It's got to be the kind of chili that sort of spreads over the dog. It, yeah, it has, oh. it's, it's no no beans. Exactly. No beans. Chili, yeah. It's sort of like a, you know how it is? It's just it's sort, sort of. Sloppy Joe's. It just of, lays just, on. Yeah. It's not water. You know, it's thick enough. So it's sort of. And it was perfect. Oh, jeez. Nothing That's, media members like more than free food. Oh, it's the best. Anyway, so I really enjoyed the experience, and it got me all excited about the baseball season. I'm going to be going to some Dodger games. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I, I love going to the ballpark. I love everything baseball. But two things happened this week. This week in baseball, to really tell you how much the game has changed. Yes. All right. Number one was Clayton Kershaw getting pulled oh. out of the perfect game after just 80 I, pitches. I can't now, believe it. Now, this this was remarkable when you think this. And, and by the way, Kershaw's taken the full blame on this. I mean, he's relieving Dave Roberts, his manager, of any responsibility, saying that after the sixth inning, he said, you know, I've lost my slider. I don't want to go beyond 85 pitches. Then he had a one, two, three, seventh inning to get to 80 pitches. And Dave Roberts <laughs> pulled him out six outs away from a perfect game. There's only yeah. been 21 perfect games since 1900. This wasn't a no hitter. Okay, this was a perfect it's game. Been 23 and like I saw the stat. There've been 220,000 baseball right. games. And I think 23. Yeah, and, and by the way, the two in the 1880s, the uh, man was a lot shorter. I don't even count those. But 21 okay, sure. modern days. Okay, anyway, so. You don't see that happen. And I don't, whatever spin you want to put on this about it, you know, this is a selfish thing. Forget that. Are you kidding me? It's a perfect game. Yeah. I mean, let's say he throws three or four more pitches and guy gets a hit. Okay, then fine. We'll pull you out of the game. But I'm sorry. The way that, I don't know if you saw any of the game or even the highlights, the twins weren't even close. Yeah. I mean, they weren't even in the vicinity of doing any damage to Kershaw, as long as he was throwing strikes, he was going to get that perfect game. So there's plenty of things to consider here. Right? I think we have two thoughts at once. One is that um, is that we at least baseball, not even we. We're both baseball fans. We don't we don't we don't need this to watch baseball. Right. But baseball needs these moments for everyone to pay attention to baseball. Fair, right? I think baseball would admit that. Yeah. And you had an opportunity in a perfect game with a Hall of Fame pitcher. Yep. With one of the best pitchers of his generation for an opportunity to have a special moment in the middle of the week. 
and everyone would have tuned in and would have watched. It would have been a great moment for baseball. As much as I hate the Dodgers, I've always respected Clayton Kershaw because he shoved it. Uh, you know, you know, yeah, to, he shoved it to the Giants. Like every his record against the Giants is unbelievable. Well, he against most teams, us. it's unbelievable. Yes, but dude, his his like whip, you know, walks his per inning against the Giants is like it's like point seven. It, he's dominated the Giants. But I respect Clayton Kershaw, and so we, you know, baseball missed out on a moment that it could have got a lot of eyes to you know to its product. Um, but if you are are Clayton Kershaw and you're Dave Roberts and you have a pitcher who uh, last five years or so, and Danny can correct me if I'm off by a year or two, the third time through the lineup is not pretty for, right. for, for Clint Kershaw. His back get, you know, gets tight. He's got that herky-jerky motion. His slider and curveball get a little flatter, and <laughs> he really struggles in the back half of that third time through the lineup. And that would have been the eighth inning, right? That would have been three. That would have been um, four, five, six, right, in a perfect game. And a guy that uh, had really no warm-up, into this season because he's coming off injury and a guy that's been injured down the back half of, of every season, the last couple of years. So I understand from just a, we have a pitch count. We are worried about the future. And a little bit of this is the conversation we just had about the NBA, right? Is we're kind of worried about the playoffs in the regular season a lot. Right. And yeah, so I, I get it. I don't think this is one of those things where, like, the nerds win out and the pitch count wins out. I just think that they had a plan for him. They want to make sure it's healthy. But baseball missed an opportunity to have a real special moment with one of the best pitchers of all time. And Clint Kershaw is one of those guys. He's that good, guys. Um, I would have loved to see it. Uh, but, unfortunately, this is this is what baseball is now. All right. Uh, just to update his record against your Giants. In 52 career games, 50 starts against the Giants, his ERA is 1.88 with a .889 uh, whip. Okay, so he has uh, owned your Giants. Let's hear from Clayton Kershaw after getting yanked from that perfect game. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew going in that my pitch count wasn't going to be 100, let alone, you know, 90 or whatever. So it's a hard thing to do, to have to come out of a game when you're doing that. But like I said, we're here to win, and that uh, this was the right choice. Earlier in my career, I'd be built up to 100 pitches. I mean, blame it on the lockout. Blame it on me not picking up a baseball till January. But, I mean, my slider was horrible the last two innings. So I just it didn't have the bite. Um, it was it was time. This is not Dallas Braden or Philip Umber throwing a perfect game. Again, this is Clayton Kershaw. Uh, by the way, had he thrown a perfect game, his stature already is cemented as a first ballot Hall of Famer, obviously, but it could have gone next level. I don't think there's any question about that. Now, if he hurts his arm a couple of starts down the road and you say, wow, he threw 105 pitches yeah. in that perfect game, then you can do the second guess. It was, it was a fine line, but Kershaw actually made it easy for Dave Roberts by basically explaining I, I, everybody, this was my decision. I, I think Although he seemed a little I, upset, I, didn't he, when he got pulled out? No, I don't think he did. He was high-fiving and hug everyone. I, I think Kershaw I, – I think if Kershaw wanted to stay in, he would have been allowed to stay in. I, I, that's what okay. I think. I, 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 don't, I mean, I could be wrong on this. I mean, I don't know if Danny wants to chime in as a Dodger fan. I, I feel like if he said, Coach, I'm staying in, they would have kept him in the game. Were you upset, Danny, when the Kershaw voluntarily walked out of a perfect game? No, I don't think it was voluntary, but I think that he, well, he would I mean, have stood he up said, and said, he said I want to stay in. He said I, 85 pitches was his yeah, max. But, right, but him and Robert, right. But I'm, my point is, Roberts probably came up to him and was like, all right, we're taking you out. And he probably was like, cool. If he would have said, no, I'm staying in the game, I think, I think 
Rogers, I mean, Roberts probably would have well, stayed Well, actually, the, the way it was explained to me, Danny, I, I yeah. mean, it seemed like after the sixth inning, he basically had told Dave Roberts, let's go one more. He obviously knows his manager very well, and yeah. Roberts did this to Rich Hill. Yeah. Which, you know, made Dodger fans angry a few years back. So knowing what his manager's about with analytics and the numbers and how the front office works, I, I feel like that Kershaw was towing the company line and trying to take some of the sting off of Roberts. Yeah. Do you think if Kershaw said to Roberts, I want to finish this game, Roberts would just say no? Maybe. I mean, they would have had a little bit of an argument at the this mound. Is why I like, this is why I always like Bruce Bochy, because he did not care. You're going back out there, son. Go finish the game. <laughs> well, and, um, that, and that's because he's a former catcher. Yeah, he has a different mentality. All right. Uh, on the other side, I want to get into yet another example of how baseball's changed. Throw tradition out the window the game has changed. Another example coming up next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, yeah. There's a significance to this song we're going to get to uh, a little bit later on. Yeah. Just remember this song, okay? Uh, Steve Harbin, Jeff Schwartz. Fox Sports Saturday. All right, we're talking about some uh, strange things happening in baseball here in the first yes. couple of weeks. One was a picture of the level of Clayton Kershaw getting yanked out of a perfect game after just 80 pitches, six outs away from a perfect game. Nope, he's done, and uh, we just don't see that often. In fact, Correct. we've never seen anything like that. All right, so last night, Angels are playing the Texas Rangers. <laughs> now, let me let me go over what happened here. In the bottom of the fourth inning, all right, so the game in Texas, Angels are leading 2-1 to one going into the bottom of the fourth inning. So it's still early in the game. So the uh, Rangers get a couple of guys on base. Then they get a double that scores two runs. So now the Rangers have a 3-2 to two lead. Then there's a base hit. Runners on first and third. The runner on first still second. And then they walk the next batter. They made a pitching change. So now you have the bases loaded. The Rangers are leading three to two. Yes. It's the fourth inning, so it's still early in the game. Yes. And Corey Seager comes to the plate. You mean and, Barry Bonds, right? Or- well, apparently, well, Joe Madden, the manager of the Angels, signals. Can you imagine you're the catcher? You're like, what? He signals for the intentional walk <laughs> with the bases loaded in a three to two game. It's three to two, right? So now it's four to two Rangers. And then the next batter gets a sack fly to make it five to two. And then another run scores on a Bach. 
So by the end of the inning, what had been a 3-2 to two lead ends up a 6-2 to two lead. Now, the fall before we get to the end of this is that the Angels scored five runs in the top of the fifth inning to retake the lead, and they actually won this game by a game of 9-6. to six. So here was Joe Madden, the manager of the Angels, explaining why he would walk Corey Seager with the bases loaded. I thought by walking Seager there, of course, just trying to stay out of a big, a big blow and also just to stir the group up, quite frankly. And I thought, you know, just by going out there and doing something like that, the team might respond. Simple as that. Seager's that good. So I know it was early in the game, but I thought it could have changed the momentum of the game. The box would really hurt. The box made it a two-run uh, moment as opposed to a one-run moment, which I was perfect or happy with. But nevertheless, I thought it was the right thing to do in that moment for us. All right, so there's his explanation. You know, I, I was watching uh, this last night, and I was thinking of Brandon Staley going for it on fourth and two from his own 18-yard line. Yeah. You know, you're way out of the box. Um, so what were your thoughts about deciding to intentionally walk Corey Seager, Barry Bonds, as you like to call him, with the bases loaded in a 3-2 to two game in the fourth inning? Remember, this famously did happen at Barry Bonds. It was yes. the ninth inning, though, and the bases were loaded, and they were up. I think the Diamondbacks was Diamondbacks. Who did it the first time? And, and, you know, they walked Bonds, and now they're only up one, and I think then whoever yeah. was batting next. It wasn't Jeff Kent yet, uh, you know, the end of the game. Um, the best part about this was you see the video of Mike Trout in the outfield. Yes. Mike Trout's in the outfield, and you could see him. He looks at first. He's in right field, of course. He looks at first. He looks at second. He was in right field, right? I think he was last night. He looks at yeah. first, looks at second, looks at third, and he looks at home and realizes that they walked him with the bases loaded, and he could see his face in real time. He's a first, second, third, home, and he's like, uh, what did we just do? Um, I don't know. Um, do you appreciate, and again, we, we got into the whole Brandon Staley thing, you know, outside I, of the box. I, mean, I don't think. I mean, are you it, into it, that? It, did or? See, it didn't seem like Joe Madden did it for any statistical reason other than to fire his team up, but just because he was bored in week one of the base. Like, it, it didn't. I've never. I don't know, man. I I, I don't. First think of all, like, you're playing a bad Rangers team. What, yeah, I don't I think mean, this was. Like, I mean, I it, was, was it like, wasn't like you're playing the Yankees here. You know, like you're playing a bad Rangers team. You're down three yeah. to two in the fourth inning. Yeah, now I, it's four to two. I I I, I, I don't get again. It. I don't think this was done like as in uh, something he saw on a spreadsheet. I think that he just his point is like I just want to do something different and try it out. <laughs> did you Did you see Corey Seager's face? So Seager's at the plate. And they're, they're, he's looking over at the Angels' dugout, and he's like, uh, okay. I mean, like, he was looking like, are you really walking me with the bases loaded? It was crazy. I mean, it was just absolutely nuts. Anyway, it worked out for the Angels. Shohei Otani, a couple but, of home but, runs but, in this but, game. But did it work out because – Well, I mean, it worked I, out because they ended up winning the game. But that that move didn't work out. They worked out because they scored enough runs. But it wasn't like it worked out because that move – it's not like the next guy grounded a double play. The inning was over. <laughs> I, it was great because they went back to the dugout after an intentional walk, and you could see a couple of the coaches on either side of Joe Madden sort of looking at him like, you did know we had the bases loaded there, right? It's one of those things that you might see like in July that we just saw in April. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just bored and, well, you know, like Bobby Cox famously would just get ejected because he, he was like too hot or something in, the, in a summer game. All right. Like I just – Baseball, man, it's in... Okay, well, it's not the only strange thing happening in sports. Danny, where's Danny G? Where is he right now? Danny G, 
I want to bring you on. Uh, so we played this uh, Chain, Chain, Chain song yeah. coming into this segment. Chain. Right. So I don't know if people saw this last week. A woman at a Minnesota Timberwolves game in protest of the owner, Glenn Taylor. And she was protesting because of what, chickens? He owns chicken farms, and she said they abuse the chickens there. Okay, well, that's what they do at chicken farms, so we can eat chicken. But anyway, so she glued her hands to the court. Yeah, super glue on the hands, pressed them down onto the court, and... uh, (laughs) caused a short delay in the game they were finally able to pull her hands off the 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 did hardwood they tear floor. her hands off the floor <laughs> how did this work? No, see, I, don't, I don't think i don't think it connected very well yeah there wasn't enough time yeah. for the bonding all right uh, to well take now and uh, now apparently we've had another protest involving the minnesota timberwolves uh in their game uh, but this time in Memphis. In Memphis. But is this against the Timberwolves or what are we looking it at It is, here? yeah. And so, uh, what, what, about half hour, 45 minutes ago now? Uh, this uh, lady, we don't know if it's related, but... Oh, no, it, it is. They said it's related. They said it's related. Okay, yeah, so... same group. So, we have the uh, the announcers right here. So, take a listen. Uh, they, listen they, they, they explain it pretty well. There's something down on the floor. Somebody threw something? Looks like paper. Looks like papers. What... Oh, my God. They're not having another one of these idiots, are they? She's tethered herself to the basket. To the basket. This is the same thing that happened in Minneapolis. And the lady glued her hand to the ground. This woman has chained herself to the basket <laughs> stanchion. stanchion. Yeah. And they're just called for bolt cutters. She's why I mean, if you look at the replay on the block, she's standing right there. She walks right to the basket stanchion. All right, so the first woman they're calling Glue Girl, this girl is now the Chain Girl. Yeah. Um, how did she get the chains in there? Can we? I, I mean, I, I think there's normally a, there's normally at least games I've been there's a, a metal detector, right? Um, oh yeah. So here's the thing, though. Yeah, it says first Glue Girl, now Chain Girl. But here's the, here's the thing, guys. Um, have you guys been to NBA game? <laughs> Watching the replay of this woman trying to unchain this woman is just beyond. Have you two been to an NBA game recently? Uh, let's see. When's the last time I've been to an NBA game? Uh, it's been been a while. Last season I've, for me. Okay. Have you guys ever sat in that lower bowl before? Like, oh it, yeah, it, I've been, okay. I've, I've sat yeah. behind the it, go, the goal yeah. behind it's, the basket. It's very expensive, and to to spend a ticket to just chain yourself to the basket is a very bad waste of money you're wasting money like a playoff ticket in a lower bowl yeah but Jeff, think about think about the chickens i mean i'm gonna i have chicken ready to to eat tonight it's gonna be made i had to make some chicken schmaltz today because i'm making matzo ball soup tomorrow from scratch i i have chicken at the house ready to be eaten Tonight and then for my matzo ball. Steve, I'm real excited for this. I'm making homemade matzo ball soup oh, tomorrow. Oh, oh. Happy Passover, everyone. Hopefully hopefully Big your Passover party. memes are better than a bunch of senators and governors around the country mm-hmm. who tweet out what just the most. What is the key to a good matzo ball? Uh, love. And love. Ten- no. It's got to have the a schmaltz. Lot of love. The schmaltz. So schmaltz <laughs> is basically just, you know, rendered down chicken fat. Yeah. Um, and I made it a couple Hall years of ago. Hall Fame right-hander, schmaltz. I made, yeah. <laughs> I made it without the schmaltz the first time. Yeah. So I, I made the schmaltz today. So right. I, oh, I like chicken. I'm, I'm okay with the idea of eating chickens. So 
It's a it's just such a waste of money. By the way, like, wait, I got to share a quick story here, guys. So uh, years ago, I emceed a, a pretty major event, and one of the uh, people that was being honored, it was a big charity event and everything else, uh, here in, in the L.A. area, uh, Steve Lavin was there as at the time. I remember Lavs was part about this yeah. festivity. So anyway, um, we're we're introducing. I'm basically the MC, and I'm introducing speakers, right? But I haven't met all of them before the event, so I'm just up there MCing, and then these speakers are coming up one after another. So I introduce this one speaker, a gentleman, and he starts to walk up on the stage, but a woman steps in front of him and he and he didn't really say anything he sort of backed up and i thought maybe this woman works with him and she wants to do this introduction so i backed off and this woman gets on the mic and she starts protesting mcdonald's and all the evil things that mcdonald's does over the and i'm looking i'm like who the hell is this and I, I realized that she was like one of these, like the, you know, the glue girl or the chain girl. She's like busting into some event with some kind of grievance. So I walk up to her and I'm like, get off the stage. You know, and I do, what do I do? Do I like yank her? Hel- Security, hello. And I'm standing up there like, and this guy's standing in the background. I guess he worked with one of these big corporations. But before he could speak, she wanted to do protest his presence at the event. So it, it was a very awkward. I was looking around like, am I supposed to? I don't want to get physical with this woman. That's not my place. But, you know. I am. Um, well, how would you treat I'm, How would you so treat I'm, glue girl and chain girl? Are they like. I'm emceeing my first event in uh-huh. a couple of weeks. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that in the event of Matt, I, I don't think anyone's going to chain themselves to the floor or super glue themselves <laughs> anywhere. So, um, you know, the thing about it is, is in our litigious society, mm-hmm. um, I would let someone who is paid to do that remove that person because I would get sued. Right. Well, like, that was my that, feeling. Like, I, it's that's not the up problem. to me. Like, it's like if I were. Oh, no. This woman was getting booed and everything. I know. But else, like, if, if that were to happen, I'd be like, like, I'd be like it's not my, it's not my job. I'm not getting sued. It's not my no, job. No. Like, let someone else who has the insurance yeah. get sued on that one. It's <laughs> terrible. That's the way it is. But yeah, I, I, but this is I'm hosting in a couple of weeks. If someone runs on stage, mm. probably not for that reason. So I'm kind of curious to see what happens. I, it was unbelievable. I did this woman just walked nothing. I didn't seem abnormal until she started speaking. I'm like, uh oh, yes, uh, Sam. So I, w- I went to the Dodger game last night, and and I accidentally well, I didn't accidentally. I brought um, a little Bluetooth speaker with me so I could listen to AM five seventy on the way walking towards right. the stadium. Are you, you seventy five years old? Uh, yes, yeah. I am. I am. Yeah, I do have a lot of old man tendencies. <laughs> but I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> like, the only people that did you bring your score your your, uh, your score book also binoculars too. Your binoculars and scorecard? You bring your scorecard? <laughs> no, I didn't bring that. I, yeah. So I brought my little Bluetooth speaker, and I was like, oh, yeah, we'll listen to uh, some pregame on the way over. And then uh, I'm like, wait, can I bring this in? And I was, like, afraid that they were going to confiscate my little Bluetooth speaker. So I don't know how this woman got, like, this apparatus. I mean, it's a full wait, chains wait, 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 with a lock on it. No, time out, time out, time yeah. out. Sam, you didn't even bring, like, earbuds? You just brought a freaking speaker to play in the in the stands? Well, no, oh, not no, in the yeah. stands. Just, like, on the walk. Did you have, we, like, we a full far boom away. box? No, like it's, school boom it's actually box? a little Fox Sports Radio Bluetooth we got as a gift oh, a few years ago. Right. It's about the size of, like, a yeah. little notebook. Oh, it was notebook. a freebie then. Yeah, it was a freebie, but I didn't want it confiscated. a Cracker Jack, a 
Nestle binoculars. <laughs> chocolate bar. Yeah. The binoculars. But this woman, how'd she get in like a weapon, essentially? No, I, I saw you with the big boom box. No, this, this is a tiny Steiner. little thing. But I was worried they'd think I was going to play the Bluetooth in the spe- in the stands and right. distract people. I, but. I have a question. What, what were you hoping to listen to in the seven minutes it took you to walk from it wasn't, the car to the We stadium. parked far away. It's the way to go. It was 24-minute walk. So Because mm-hmm. oh, it's geez. jammed. The parking, you if you're getting there the near hill? game time. What's that? Do you park like down the hill? Where'd you park? Oh, just off the periphery oh. a little bit. But it, it gets so hard to find a spot. So we like to park far away, not have to pay for it. So mm. that's nice. All right. Uh, I want to remind you, Dollar Shave Club Six Blade Razor brings noticeably smooth shades with six stainless steel blades for swift hair removal and a lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club Razors is sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. All right. From that, the perfect lead-in to this man. Here to find out what's trending right now is... David Gascon, I'm sure you have a comment about the dilemma that faced one Iowa Sam. No, I'm just a little jealous his uh, Fox Sports Radio gift actually worked. <laughs> Still working, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Mine did not want to take it out of the box. Yeah. It didn't work at all? No. Oh, no. you got zero play out of that thing? No. I still use it on my walks. That thing was in the dumpster <laughs> shortly after that. <laughs> Thanks for the... Yeah. It's like the phone charger we got. It almost burned my apartment down. Yeah, mine didn't work either. <laughs> my, I still have mine right here. Yeah. I use Why have I never gotten a gift? Well, don't worry. Well, did you get any of the... Uh, you haven't gotten anything from Arnie yet. That's the one gift you need to get from Arnie. Arnie. I'm, I'm, yeah, Arnie Spanier every I'm year week, gives the entire staff here Vermont maple syrup mm-hmm. and pancake mix. Oh, wow. And I'm this, coming in next week, by the way, in person. So I better, I, I want Are you going to be syrup. here with nice. me next week? I will. Yes, I will. Yes. Wow. There How about go. that? Yeah. All right, we got to get some food in here next week, guys. All right. Well, why are you looking at me? across the street. I I don't know. Good luck with Sam trying to get food for everybody. It's not, you know. Hey, I, I have your burrito money, okay? It's in my wallet. <laughs> All right? got to pay my debts. I was, uh, I mean, I shouldn't be floored, but I was floored, Steve. I went into the studio to talk to uh, Danny and Sam about yeah. prices at Dodger Stadium. Doesn't uh, doesn't feel good. Doesn't sound good. Uh, Dodger Stadium average ticket price is well over $100 now. Man. E- well the, over $100. What are the, what are the pavilions now? They're expensive. I mean, real expensive. Sat up high, it was 170 for each ticket. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Oh, geez. I remember when I was a kid under 12, I could go to Dodger Games for 75 cents. I think it was like six, what? Uh, I, In I the pavilion, kid, that's what it was. A buck. Pavilion seats are $1.50, and if you were under 12, they were 75 cents to sit in the pavilion. That's wild. It was Dodger six bucks when I was a kid in the pavilion. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Man. Compare that to now. What yeah. do you think's more expensive, Disneyland or Dodger Stadium? Disneyland is out oh, of control. My, uh, uh, Dodger yeah, Stadium I, I is quickly just, catching up. I just spent four days at Disney World oh, in no. Florida, and um, when we were done, my wife and I looked at each other and was like, yeah, we're not doing that again. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, but the, the dinner, the dinner, so I had to, I went back and worked. I worked at night because I, I was, it was so expensive. I felt I needed to work at night. Yeah. But nonetheless, um, it was five kids, four adults at like one of the restaurants like at, on the property, $800. Oh, man. For dinner. Oh man, that's like a night out with uh, Steve's daughter <laughs> in Malibu. <laughs> Steve, did you get that invoice yet from your daughter? So, uh, Jeff, I don't know if you told I told you. Well, this. I know that you went to dinner. It was expensive. No, no, no this no, is no. even better. No, this is this is the follow. <laughs> you ready for this better. story? Okay. So, my daughter's twenty first birthday. We had yes. a big family dinner, and of course, I'm the father. I I I'm going to pick up the the tab. All right. 
And for nine right. people, nine adults, you know, it was about a hundred bucks a person. All right. Okay. Okay. So that's and a really nice restaurant. Okay, that's fine. Fine. I, if, I so now, I get a phone call from her mother, um, four days later, and she tells me that Paris is going out with two of her girlfriends to Nobu in Malibu. Now, Nobu is, and by the way, when she was there, uh, Jimmy Kimmel was there, Adam Sandler was there, Cooper Cup was there. Okay, Okay, I mean, mean, it's a celebrity hang, Nobu in Malibu. So I'm like, well, that's great. I'm glad her friends are taking her out. And and she says, no, no, no. She says, no, Paris has taken them out. I'm like, what? What? So let me me get this straight. It's her birthday. And then she's taken, she goes, well, that's the way things are. I go, in what alternate no. universe what? is that the no. way things are? That's a are? new rule. I mean, what what are we talking about? So I said, well, it, so she's paying for it? She goes, no. No, we need to pay for it. I go, we? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what? There's no we here. There's only one person that's bringing income in here. That would be me. You're killing your father, Larry. So... You know, what am I going to do, right? So I end up picking up the tab on this. Oh. That was another $250. It? Wow. it wasn't bad. I guess they didn't order That's, that much. But well, on top of the other right? dinner oh. that I already picked oh. up. My wife and I thought about going Saturday night to after we're done with our shows and drive and pick her up and take her up to, to Malibu to eat dinner. But oh, I, oh, but how about this? Are you ready for this? Yesterday. So yesterday, this is this all with my 21-year-old daughter. So, um... I call up her mother again, and I said, so what's Paris doing? Paris is my daughter. And she goes, oh, she's studying really hard right now. I said, oh, fine, I'll give her a call. So I call her. She goes to Loyola Marymount, and she's an honor student. And she comes on the line. I go, what are you doing? She goes, oh, she goes, well, I'm just taking a break from studying right now. I said, oh, so where are you? She goes, uh, well, we're, we're at a, a Starbucks. I go, oh, what are you getting? She goes, well, actually, you know, we're thinking of going to New York tomorrow. And I'm like... <laughs> You're going to New York tomorrow? Where are you right now? She goes, I'm in Boston. You're killing your father, Larry. I'm like, you're in Boston? She goes, well, my boyfriend, your boyfriend is there? When it, when, how do I not know you're in Boston? All right. Also, we need to talk about the Amazon charges. With no description on them, right, right, Steve? It's just, right. it's just oh, one for hour, for hour four. Ther- the th- therapy session. How old is your daughter, Jeff? She's, uh, I mean, she's five and a half, but she might as well be about 15. So, yeah, well, you just, I'm telling you. This is awesome. You have no idea what's ahead of you. <laughs> oh, I, I certainly do. Yeah, I, I, you, I, you know, being a girl dad and all this kind of stuff. I, okay. I mean, I asked her, she wants to take a picture now. Every picture she does. I took a picture. There was a, a picture she wanted to take in front of this like display in the hotel, the Grand Floridian. Uh-huh. I take the picture of her, and she goes, "Let me see it. I want to send it to my teacher, her kindergarten teacher." She looks at the photo, and goes, "Eh, oh, not no. good enough." Oh no! And she she goes, "I want to take the picture again, but I'm going to be next to the thing now, so you can see it." And then she sends next to the thing she wanted to take a picture of. Looks at my phone. Okay, that's good enough. You you, you can send that to her now. Yeah. Here's the thing. You're always daddy. You're always daddy to your little girl. Daddy. Whether she's you know, five years old or 21 years old. Uh, Dave Gascon, uh, can you can you continue? We just interrupted your uh, <laughs> daddy telling yeah. us what's trending. I don't know if I want to get married and have But again, again this, is, this was the whole conversation I had with Gascon, Jeff, about getting married and kids. Procreating. And, They're great. Yeah. He's the daddy. Better off living with Sam. Mm. I don't mm-hmm. cost that much. <sighs> Man. 
Guys, Timberwolves are beating the Grizzlies by two. That's Damn. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look like Sam, you can listen to Dodger Jams on, on the radio. <laughs> Outstanding. And chain girls in custody. Uh, all right. Uh, th- oh. we, let's let's interrupt this uh, conversation. On the other side, uh, I want to get into a little more detail with the launch of the USFL today. Woo! What are the changes that, well, the different look of the USFL and how many of some of those rules would be perfect to add to the NFL coming up next? There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Steve Arbin and Jeff Schwartz here, Fox Sports Saturday. By the way, you, you were mentioning you were down at the uh, Disneyland Resort, right? In Disney, Disney World, World. Yes. yeah. Yes. So I'm looking at uh, ticket prices here, and I'm going to give you the number. I mean, it's an alarming number, but here's my best part of it. So you have adult tickets and you have child tickets. An adult is 10 plus. Is there any other world in which you can be a 10 year old? And deemed an adult. No. Uh, But in Disney's world, you are an adult when you are 10 years old. That is an adult ticket is for ages 10 plus. So uh, next 10-year-old saying, hey, you know, I'm an adult. Uh, In Disney's world, they are an adult. And then yeah. I only I don't really fit on the rides at Magic Kingdom either. So kind of no, you're not. not. Um, all right, I want to uh, I want to go through some of these USFL rules right yes, now. Yes, let's do it. New rules, yeah. And a couple a couple of things about the USFL is not only do you need to have the rules. I, I like the rules, but we need to see some of these in play. Let, let's start with the three point conversion. All right, now this is something that uh, they have a, a one point kick. Uh, two-point conversion like you have uh, in the NFL, but they've added a third-level conversion, the three-point conversion from the 10-yard line. So, in other words, think about this, Jeff. It's an 18-point game, still two-possession. You could be down 18, and it's still a two-possession game because you got the touchdown for six and a three-point conversion twice. That's 18 points. What do you think of a three-point conversion in the NFL? Well, let's see how it plays out here. Obviously, the goal, I think, of the USFL is to be uh, as exciting as possible and score as many points as possible. And if this ends up happening – with uh, they'll have the option of a uh, you know ten yard line after scoring, um, then I'm all for it. Uh, I'm for more fun, more intrigue, more points, more strategy. Right? The, obviously, the strategy changes if you're down eighteen points. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm for this, and this, I think this is what's fun about these spring leagues is 
you know, they have more leeway to to attempt different things. And the NFL, by the way, has we've seen a willingness of the NFL to see some of these changes. All right, look, I got them. more. I got more. I got a oh, lot no, here. I got to yeah. rattle these off. All right, onside kick. All right, you have an option on the onside kick. And we heard this, I think, with the Alliance of American Football. All right, so you can, instead of doing the onside kick, you would have one play from your own 33-yard line, and you have to get at least 12 yards on that one play to retain the ball. Obviously, you come up short, the other team takes over at that spot. So what do you think of that? I think they did a 4th and 15, right? This is a 4th and 12 in this league. A 4th and 12. So what are the odds there? I mean, you know, you played in this league. 4th and 12. I'll tell you, the interesting part about this decision, though, is a decision to to do this from the 33-yard line. And it basically essentially takes away the idea of just a deep pass. Like, just, just throw it deep. Uh, you really can't do that here because the field is shrunken down. So you can't just say, like, hey, run a go route. Um, and uh, so it kind of adds a little more intrigue to this. Again, I, I am – the onside kick is almost um, too hard now yeah. like, to recover. So this is a cool little option, I think, mm-hmm. uh, to try to get some more points, excuse me, to, to, uh, to get the ball back. So uh, how about this? Uh, kickoffs from the 25-yard line pretty much eliminating touchbacks. Um, yeah, I, I liked what the XFL did. It feels like the safest way to do this is the XFL did where they lined up, what, five yards apart from each other. I think, I think that, you know, the, the issue with the kickoffs we're seeing now is a safety, right? A lot of concussions and, and injuries happen on these kickoffs. So if you can find a way to make these kickoffs happen with eliminating the injuries, I'm, that, I am all for that. So I don't know if that's the setup they're doing here, um, but having guys r- kind of run full speed at each other, and force a return, I think, it actually makes the game a little more dangerous. I'm not sure that's what you want if you're the, UF, if you're the USFL. All right, defensive pass interference is a 15-yard penalty like it is in college. However, it can be a spot foul if you blatantly tackle somebody. Love it. So, this I is, mean, this I, I love been, this as well. So, in other the, words, it's a 15-yard penalty like yeah. college unless you got a guy breaking away and you blatantly tackle the guy, yeah. then it's a spot foul. The NFL needs this. I think of all the things I've seen about the USFL, this is the one that the NFL needs to adopt the yes. most. Because we've I seen, am with you 100%. We've seen that, you know, that the uh, the defensive pass interference pass, right? The Carson mm-hmm. Wentz's yeah. or Joe Flacco has done for years, right? Just throw the ball a little bit, you know, five yards five yards short. Tom Brady knows and, how to do it. Rodgers yeah. knows how and to do it, yeah. You, 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 you throw five yards short, and the wide receiver turns back to, to make the catch, the defensive back doesn't see the ball, right? Because he's tracing the wide receiver down, and it's a pass interference. That needs to not be 55 yards. It needs to be 15 yards at the most. Right. Uh, and I, I think the NFL should adopt this rule. Right. And, and they will. They'll watch, they'll watch the USFL. Mm-hmm. They'll see how this works. And if it does, the NFL will adopt some of these All right, rules. here's another one. This is a little Canadian football league-like. Multiple passes, forward yeah. passes are allowed as long as they're all attempted behind the line of scrimmage. So think about this. All right, so you have a quarterback and a shotgun, right? And he maybe has a, a receiver in the slot, okay? And he takes a step back and he throws a forward pass to him, but the receiver's still behind the line of scrimmage. He can, he can then throw the ball down the field. Yeah. I mean, you got these creative offensive minds. I got to be spinning right now with this option. Yeah. Uh, gimmicky or something that could actually play? It's probably more gimmicky. I don't think the NFL is going to adopt this. But I think this is, again, more points, more excitement, more reasons to, you know, to, to tune in. Again, you can't tune in to, to, you know, to these games 
because you're seeing the best of the best talent, right? It's not where you're watching these games. You're watching these because you love football, you miss football, and you want to see something different. And the USFL is something different. And any way to differentiate yourself, but still still put together actual football. All right, game, one, right? one more quick one here before yes. the top. All right, so best of three shootout in overtime. Each team gets three plays from the two-yard line. The team with the most points after each team has had three plays is the winner. If they're tied, you go to sudden death. Yeah, it's sort of like the new college rule. Um, fine, I'm fine with that, yeah. All right. So, in other words, uh, here's the thing I will say to the USFL. You're throwing all these rules out there, right? 35-second play clock, by the way, keeps things moving a little quicker. Um, Show us. Go for it. I mean, what do you have to lose? Let's see all of this on display as many times as you possibly can in this inaugural season. Tell the coaches, yeah, go for that three-point conversion. What do we have to lose? Nothing. Exactly. We're trying, as they say, their goal in season one is to have a season two. Uh, one way to do that is to throw stuff out there that we might be interested in. All right, uh, very busy day. NBA playoffs are underway, more Major League Baseball, and more NFL news coming up next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Another huge day in the sports world with the NBA playoffs underway. We are 12 days away from the NFL draft. Major League Baseball rolling on. And yes, we've been focused on the launch of the USFL. Good time in sports. We're brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas. The greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition. It is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sports you love to watch. Biggest games are even bigger in Vegas. So, Make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. 12 days away from the NFL draft here, Jeff, and uh, it's it's amazing. I go to all the different sites with their mock drafts, and, you know, it's it's at that point where you're getting daily updates. You know, yeah. it's, it's not like every four or five day or once a week. Uh, it is daily now. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, these mock drafts are concerned, um, we had huge movement a couple of weeks ago, but it, I'm still looking here at Carolina at six, and almost everyone is predicting they're going to take Kenny Pickett yeah. at six. And Sam Darnold is like, hello, hello. Yeah. Think about that draft in which Baker Mayfield was the number one overall pick and Sam Darnold was the third overall pick. And remember, a lot of people are like, oh, the Browns made a mistake. Sam Darnold is yeah. the talent in this draft. Now, I want you to be honest, going back to that draft, 
Where, where, where did you stand on that Sam Darnold versus Baker Mayfield? Are the quarterbacks in that draft? Were you convinced that Sam Darnold had what it takes to become yeah. a top-level quarterback? How did you feel about Baker Mayfield? Because look at where both these quarterbacks are right now as we head into this draft, you know, five years after they were drafted. Well, I, I thought Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen would be better, um, and, and they clearly have not been. Um, you know, I, I didn't have high hopes for Lamar, and um, I didn't have high hopes. Is that the Josh Allen draft, too? No, that's the next year. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is uh, the 2018 yeah. draft. So it was Baker. So, uh, here's, so the, yeah. here's the quarterback. So Mayfield went one. Darnold went three. Josh Allen was at number Josh seven. Yeah. Josh Rosen, of course, the infamous Josh Rosen at 10. And then we had, uh, let's see, and then we had uh, Lamar Jackson at 32. Yeah. Did I miss um, a quarterback in there? No. Uh, I, I, was there what? No, those were the five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't think Josh Allen would be good. I didn't think Lamar would be good. And I uh, thought Darnold and Rosen were going to be uh, better. So obviously I was 0 for 4 in, in those guys. So I they, Carolina, are they, I mean, are you looking at Kenny Pickett as an upgrade from no, Sam so here's, Darnold? So here's the thing about this, this draft with the quarterbacks is Desmond Ritter is the most ready, but probably not much elite potential. Malik Willis from Liberty has the most elite potential, but certainly has a lot of, of bust potential, right? Just his size yeah. and his film from Liberty, but he has a good arm. Um, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett, I don't know. I mean, he's probably the middle of Ritter and, and, um, and Willis. He just, his pocket presence isn't great. Part of that is his offensive line was bad for a few years. And that's probably it in the top the top three guys, right? That, that might go in the first round. Well, I mean, we got again. Yeah. I'm looking at most of these mock drafts. They got Carolina at six, yeah. you know, taking a quarterback. They have Seattle at nine taking a quarterback, which is interesting because Baker Mayfield and his most uh, recent rant against how the Browns lied to him and everything else was asked. You know, where do you expect to go? And he goes, well, Seattle. Seattle sounds like a good fit for me right now. Do you think Seattle would so, sign him if they draft a quarterback ninth no, overall? No, no. I, I, so here's the here's the dilemma that a lot of these teams are in. Okay, so Seattle's a good example of this. Um, does Seattle want to just kind of stink with Drew Locke and then try for a a draft pick next year of C.J. Stroud, right, or Bryce Young, whoever, or, or Will Levis from Kentucky, whoever becomes. You know, Tyler Van Dyke from Miami, whoever becomes like the guy, right? Or a guy next year. Um, if you're Carolina, you're sitting at six, right? Um, <coughs> your owner, David Tepper, has been very impatient, right? He wants a winner. And if you're Matt Rule, you're the coach, you haven't done a lot of winning, right? And you're probably not going to win a lot with, with Sam Darnold. If you don't win this year, you're probably getting fired. Let's be fair, right? But if you draft a quarterback, you buy yourself a couple years, right? In Do theory. you buy yourself a couple? I mean, we've heard this before. Like, well, oh, well, well you know. Well, I, I mean, I think in his mind, yes. And David Tepper might want a new quarterback. But if you're mm -hmm. the Panthers, I would draft one of these big old offensive linemen at number six and just be ready for next year again. But then you're wasting another year, right? That's the problem with. I'm thinking so, about a certain Chicago Bears coach. Did he buy himself yeah. an extra year? No, he didn't. Um, no. So. I I think though these teams end up all taking quarterbacks and you know there's an arrogance with coaching staffs that we can fix so and so um, just, just get them in our building we can make them great I I think that Panthers probably take quarterbacks Steelers probably take quarterback 
There's talk about the Saints wanting to move up to a quarterback. I can see the Saints taking Desmond Ritter. Um, but I think Pickett does. I think Pickett's the first one off the board with, with the Panthers at six. And um, I think the Steelers are hoping that Ritter falls down the board at number oh, 20. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah I, th- I would agree because with that. Because yeah. if, if Ritter's on the board at 20, uh, I always like to ask you about offensive linemen. I think you know a thing yeah, or two about offensive line play. Uh, we've talked a lot about the Chargers at number 17, most oh, likely yeah. taking a uh, offensive lineman. Well, if, but they're, if, picking, they're picking right after the Saints, yeah, that's, who that's may also be looking at offensive lines. So, penning the uh, offensive lineman out of Northern Iowa, you're a big fan of his. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've seen a few of the mock drafts have penning going to the Saints and Zion Johnson out of BC ending up with the Chargers. Is that? I would not not take Zion Johnson. Um, You need a right tackle more than anything else. So, but the Chargers are, and this is, look, the Saints, if they trade up to get the Chargers for a tackle, they trade a first, second, and third round pick for that. That's a little rich for my blood, Uh, but they need a left tackle badly. So, there's four top tackles, right? It's it's uh, Iki Iquanu from um, NC State, right. Evan Neal from Alabama. Those are the top two. I like yeah. Neal a little bit more. I mean, some people like Iki as a guard as well. Number three is Charles Cross from, from Mississippi State, and number mm-hmm. four is Trevor Penning. Those four are in their own category. Then there's other guys, Raymond and and maybe Tyler Smith, which I'm not as high on him. And, and then there's some other guys kind of down below that. Um the Chargers are in a weird situation because they're at 17. If those four guys are gone, and most likely, depending on what the Saints do, all four could be gone. They're in a spot where they, they shouldn't be reaching for a tackle who's not, you know, who has a second round grade at that point. Just draft the best defensive lineman available. If it's Jordan Davis, take Jordan Davis. Like I would just bolster defensive line again. Just you can't go wrong there. Or wide receiver. Or take, or take well, wide receiver. I, I, I was I was going to mention wide receiver because if Alave's on the board, would you? Is that too yes. high at seventeen? No, I don't think so. Okay, so so I, I the Chargers in, in, are in that weird kind of spot where they I think they would love to get Trevor Penning or Charles Cross if they're there. Mm-hmm. If not, wide receiver defense attack or trade back. You, you could also trade back and and probably get the same value on a couple of those players. Any know, any chance Drake London falls that far? Oh, they, if they, I, but see the thing about Drake London, you have Mike, you have not Mike Evans, you have um, uh, Keenan Allen and, yeah. and Mike Williams. You don't need Drake London. You need a Chris Olave. You need a speed, just a, a perimeter speed guy, in my opinion. Um, Drake London is not that guy. He's Mike Evans. He's a big, tall wide receiver that can jump, and he high points the ball better than anyone in this draft. I, I, the Chargers, Drake is not a fit for what they need, in my opinion. Chris Olave is. All right, um, let me ask you this. I yeah. love this. I'm just randomly picking the Chargers yeah. right now. All right, so they're at 17. Let's say it comes down to, let's see, the Texans are at 13. Uh, let's say, I don't know, they take Jordan Davis. Okay, they take yeah. the big guy. So Davis is off the board. But at the same time, Penning is still on the board do you trade up? Do you call, uh, let's see, the Ravens are at 14. You call in the Ravens saying, because you know the Saints would like to get an offensive lineman at 16. So do you do you make a deal to get Penning? Would you do that to move you, up, to guarantee you, to get are you, Penning? Are you giving up your 2023 first-round draft pick? Uh, That's the question, right? No, you can't do that. Well, they're going to ask for that. Is that what they're asking for, a first? So, yeah. Wow. Would you? Oh, yeah. I'm, then I'll ask you. Would I you mean, give up next year's first-round pick to give yourself those bookend offensive tackles for so the next thinking, decade? You're thinking that that, that, that first-round pick ends up being, what, 28? 
to, to 32, right? Right. Next year. Um, I, I See, I'm taking Davis off the board because I think Jordan I Davis, you know, he might obviously still play in that defensive front. Is, is Olave on the board? Other wide Olave's receivers? on the board still. I, w- I would just take a wide receiver. Right. I wouldn't trade up. Okay. But that's just I, – I think you can – unless you're trading up for a quarterback, I think almost tra- trading up is almost always wrong. Who do you like better, Jermaine Johnson? Uh, not excuse me, not Jermaine. Uh, Jamison Williams. How do you rank the wide receivers in this draft? Um, probably Williams, Drake London two, Olave three, Olave Garrett Wilson somewhere around there. I, I think Drake London. I, I know he didn't run yesterday, which he didn't have to because it's not really going to affect his draft slot. Where's Garrett I Wilson in all this? I would have loved to see. I would have loved to see uh, Drake London. I think Drake London's the best catcher of the football. I just don't know how. Did you like it, Garrett Wilson or Lavi better at Ohio State? I think Wilson's more complete, right? Well, I, that's what I'm hearing right yeah. now. Is he more complete? Yeah. All right. Uh, you, we're going to get a more NFL talk. Now, normally at this time, we're going to be checking with our, our buddy Adam Kaplan, but he's taking the day off for Passover. Uh, so on the other side, we're going to have uh, Matt Verderam. Uh, he's the uh, NFL reporter for Fansider, host of Stack in the Box podcast. We'll get his thoughts on a lot of moves still have to be made before we even get to the NFL draft coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Steve Harbin, Jeff Schwartz, Fox Sports Saturday. All right, let's talk a little NFL right now. Joining us, national NFL reporter for Fan Sided and host of Stack in the Box podcast, Matt Verderam is joining us right now. Matt, first of all, thanks for joining us uh, on this Saturday. And uh, needless to say, Jeff and I are just chomping at the bit 12 days away from the NFL draft. We're already playing out all these different draft scenarios, but there's still a lot of unfinished business uh, with some pretty big-name free agents still looming out there. And, of course, the situations involving Baker Mayfield and, and Jimmy Garoppolo. So let's start with those two quarterbacks. Uh, where do you project those two quarterbacks to be when the 2022 season begins? Well, I think in both cases, look, as you're Cleveland and or San Francisco, you're motivated to get a deal done before the draft because you want draft picks this year. You don't want to wait all the way to next year. So I think in the case of Baker Mayfield, look, they're probably looking at getting a day three pick for him. Now, um, you know, where does he go? This is where it gets interesting. If you're Carolina, if you're Atlanta, you have top 10 picks. Do you think that Malik Willis or Matt Corral or Kenny Pickett uh, are, are worth top 10 picks? If you don't feel that way, then maybe you say, you know what, we'll trade a, a, a fourth round, fifth round pick 
We'll get Baker Mayfield. That opens us up to take somebody else. Um, I, you know, Seattle's another team as well. Obviously, it's loaded with draft capital. So um, I think Seattle makes a lot of sense. Mayfield can go there. He can start over Drew Locke, and he can, he can basically audition for a year. With Garoppolo, he's more interesting. Like, I, I don't know that there's a real obvious fit. Again, I think those teams are the teams you can look at and say they need quarterbacks. Uh, he might be a little bit more expensive than Mayfield. But I don't know if there's a fit that you look at and go, okay, that makes all sense. I mean, Carolina to me is the team that if they don't like a quarterback in the first round, they make the most sense because they're the most desperate. Rule knows if he doesn't win some, somewhat this year, he's probably gone. But is there a quarterback in the draft that helps Matt Rule win, though? Right? Like that's the, that's the concern if you're drafting quarterback at six. Is he going to extend your job? Uh, I'm not sure there's that guy. Do you think there's a guy in, in this draft that's elite from that position? I don't. And, I, and I'm a big Malik Willis fan. You know, I was down at the Senior Bowl. I was at the Combine. I, I think really highly of him. I think he has the highest ceiling uh, by far of anybody in this class. Corral interests me as well. I think he's a very good uh, prospect. But, again, it's not a strong class. This isn't, a, you know, a couple of years ago when it was Burrow and Herbert and Tua coming out. There, there's nobody like that in this class. So, uh, or at least we don't think there is. I think Willis is, again, probably the best prospect, but is he a guy who is going to step in right away and win? I don't think so. Like, to me, Malik Willis is a perfect guy to sit for a year, to learn a system, and then to thrive year two. And I kind of like we saw Trey Lance do this season. That doesn't help Matt Rule, as you mentioned, Jeff. And I think. That's kind of where they are. Plus, the Panthers don't have a second or third round pick. Like, I would expect that they might even be trying to trade back, get some more capital for day two. Um, I think Willis makes a lot of sense in Atlanta. He's from Atlanta, and he can sit behind Mariota for a year. Matt, we know that this league is a copycat league, and the Rams traded all their draft futures to win now, and they won now. They won a Super Bowl. We have eight teams right now with multiple first-round picks, which also means we have eight teams without a first-round pick. Uh, is this a trend? Is this an anomaly? How you read into it? I think it's been a trend now for a few years. I mean, the Rams certainly took it to a, a, a new level, but... I think with younger GMs, with with the changing finances of the game in terms of how much quarterbacks are paid, and also, you know, 10, 12 years ago, the rookie wage scale came and really changed things in terms of how much you have to pay guys. You're not tied to first-round picks for four or five years like you once were. If you want to move on from a quarterback, he's not good after two years, you can. You can do it after one year. Look at what the Cardinals did with Josh Rosen and Kyle Murray. So um, I do think the teams now, we've seen more trading in the NFL this offseason than ever, but that's been happening the last couple of years when we've started to see that push. I don't think the teams are ever going to look at draft picks and feel like they're just essentially, um, you know, 10 cents on the dollar type currency to go get a star. But, you know, if you're, if you're the Raiders and you can get Devontae Adams in that division, maybe you feel like, look, the only chance we're going to have to make the playoffs is to score 30 plus points every game. If you're the Dolphins, you traded five picks for Tyreek Hill, but you might say, look, we have to know what we have in Tua. And we could draft George Pickens, but that doesn't answer the question because we don't know what George Pickens is going to be right away. We know what Tyree Kill is. So I do think there are always going to be teams that are in a position where they're willing to trade capital, whether it's for a quarterback or for a piece like an Adams or a Hill that they feel like, look, that might get them 
either over the hump and into the playoffs or over the hump and into Super Bowl contention. Well, is any team going to be willing to trade assets for Kyler Murray, who says he will not play for the Arizona Cardinals unless he gets a new contract, and that's conveniently leaked two weeks before the draft? <laughs> I mean, look, where, here's the problem for this. If you're going to trade for Kyler Murray right now, like, let's say the Cardinals are open for business, and you're the Steelers, which is a very unsteelers thing like to do, but I'm, just, I'm using them as an example. You say, okay, it's going to cost three firsts, a couple of additional picks because the Cardinals essentially with the tag have four years control with him. So you're going to have to give up an ungodly amount of draft capital, probably more than what Houston got for Deshaun Watson because, of course, Watson has all this off-field baggage. There's none of that with Kyler Murray. So Murray's going to command an ungodly amount of capital, but then you have to pay him. Then it goes, okay, you, now you've given up all these draft assets. You have no draft assets for the next three years, and now you've got to pay him what? $250 million guaranteed? Like, I don't know that there's any team in the NFL that could possibly do that and think it's a good idea. And, and I like Kyler Murray. He's never won a division. He's never won a playoff game. He's been, he's been nicked up and or flat out hurt the last couple of years as the season's gone on. Arizona has tanked as the season's gone on with him. I, I think highly of him, but I think if you're Murray, the best course of action is to go play this year. Go put your best football on tape, be dominant, go win a playoff game, and then go to the Cardinals and say, look, you're paying me 40-plus million a year, or I'm, or I'm going to really cause a scene. I think at that point the Cardinals would pay him. But I don't know, like, the, the Panthers, again, to bring them up, like, they don't have the capital to do that. I don't. I mean, where are they going to do this? They're not going to have a pick this year if they do that. And I don't think the Cardinals are open for business. I think the Cardinals are just going to sit down and wait them out. Well, uh, speaking of quarterbacks without a playoff victory on the resume, uh, Derek Carr, he just got $40.5 million without a playoff win. Um, and, and, and going back to the, obviously, the, uh, you know, the 400-pound gorilla in the room here, uh, and that would be the Deshaun Watson contract. I mean, collectively, how many owners want to strangle uh, the Browns <laughs> for giving him that kind of guaranteed contract? And how does that just change the whole dynamic of how teams are going to have to deal with these quarterback contracts? It changes it a lot. I had a lot of conversations with people inside the league, people in front offices after that Deshaun Watson deal went down. And the general thought was, why? Why would you do that? The, the why is simple. Cleveland was, was absolutely between a rock and a hard place at that point because they had alienated Mayfield. They had no choice. And they just decided to go for it. And, and Jimmy and D. Haslam essentially figured – this is our best course forward, even if it's a hideous look for a variety of reasons. But that contract, yeah, it's a lot for Cleveland to pay out. It is going to cost Cincinnati. It is going to cost the Chargers. It will eventually, you would think, cost the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, although that has become a very odd and unique situation. But if you're Joe Burrow, you're sitting there thinking, I, I have some playoff wins on my resume. I've been to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And next year, when I'm up for extension – that guy, he got $230 million guaranteed. I want $275 million guaranteed. Well, here's the problem with that. Mike Brown <laughs> has never been a guy who spends a ton of money. They've been better in recent years and never a ton. When you sign a guaranteed contract in the NFL as an owner, that money at the time of signing, the guaranteed portion has to be put in escrow. That is going to get really, really difficult for some of these guys to do. 
like despite the fact they're, they're millionaires hundreds of times over, that's a lot of liquid money on hand to have to put in escrow. It's going to cause some real problems for some of these teams that, by NFL standards, are cash for. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson and his contract situation. Um, you know, it, it does feel odd because a lot of players in his position just kind of take the biggest deal possible, right, and, and kind of set for life and move it along. He obviously hasn't done that. Um, why uh, Why hasn't he decided to, to just not take what the Ravens give him but just agree to a, a big contract and, and be done with it? It's a great question, and I, I don't think anybody around the NFL can figure it out. I reached out. To a, a handful of agents, I reached out to a few people in front offices um, and wrote a column about this a, a couple weeks ago. And the general consensus is kind of, why would he do this? I mean, I don't know that anybody has a real concrete answer. You know, there's been the theory for it. Well, he doesn't deserve to play one Super Bowl. I don't, I don't buy that. I mean, he doesn't deserve it. He was the unanimous MVP a couple of years ago. They've been to the playoffs every year but one. Um, and they were they were the most injured team in football last year, and they still almost got in. So I don't I don't see that. I, I think you know. Look, there's there's really there's got to be a, one of a few reasons. One, that he does not have an agent. I think that matters in all this stuff. Like that becomes not that he can't negotiate his own contract, but you know you you start to have, you can apply pressure through an agent with an organization. You can't do that without looking like the bad guy. That's one problem. Number two, the Ravens, to their credit, said, "Look, we want to sign you." We want you here. Please sign here. It begs a question. I know he said that this isn't the case on Twitter, but does he want to be there? I don't know why he wouldn't be. It seems like a great situation for him. But does he want to be there? Um, it's fair to ask. And then I think the third thing is, just look, does he figure, I'll take the risk, I'll play out the next couple of years, and I'll get myself to a Kirk Cousins situation where I am essentially untaggable, I'm on the open market, and by that time, he's going to get $60 million a year guaranteed. That's a huge risk, especially with the way he plays. But maybe he's willing to take it. I mean, it it's very odd. I'm, I'm shocked at this point that Baltimore hasn't been able to get him on a long-term contract. All right, final question here, Matt. Uh, an early pick to win the USFL this year, Matt. Are you going <laughs> on the line on this one? Have you got a team on your mind? Oh, my goodness. I, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I'm glad I'm not getting I, – I, I'm happy the USFL is back. I'm also glad I'm not getting broken into coverage because I, I don't know that I could handle it. Uh, I'll say I'll say Michigan. I'll Going go with Panthers them. with my guy Jeff, Jeff Fisher, Jeff huh? Fisher. Jeff Fisher. Fisher. Right. Here we go. Yeah. I'll, I'll roll with them. Why not? I love it with the Panthers. Matt, we really appreciate the time. Thank you, Thanks Matt. so much for joining us today. Hey, no problem. Thanks That's uh, Matt Vitter-Ram there with uh, Fansided and – Host of Stacking the Box podcast, all good stuff. All right, let's find out what's trending right now. And we turn our attention to the one and only Mr. David Gascott. Do you have an early pick to win the USFL this year? <laughs> mm-hmm. No. We actually, uh, on our Monday through Friday show, we've sort of picked a team. Now, I had to go Michigan Panthers because, you know, my high school classmate, yeah. Jeff Fisher, is the coach. Um I mean, the amazing thing is all eight of these teams have the exact names of the teams from the original USFL back in the 1980s. And, uh, yeah, familiar names. Pretty cool names, by the way, when you look at it. There are actually some good team names in the USFL. What's your favorite? Uh, what is? Let me let me take this. Oh, let's Stallions, let's take a look here. The breakers, the all right, Maulers. So, all right, so here are the names. You got the the New Jersey Generals, yeah. The Birmingham Stallions, the Houston Good. Gamblers, the Michigan Panthers, the Philadelphia Stars, 
the New Orleans Breakers, yeah. the Tampa Bay Bandits, and the Pittsburgh Maulers. I like the Maulers. Uh, that just that I, I do. Out. I like the the Bandits and the Gamblers. Yeah, those are good. Yeah. Uh, by by the way, do you see the uh, mascot for the New Orleans Breakers? Yeah, this has got like a, a wave yeah. on the top of his yeah yeah head, yeah. Head, yeah yeah. The mascots are are just supposed to be, I think, kind of silly looking. They <laughs> are. They're all very silly looking, but uh, there are pretty good names though. I like some of those. Names. I've uh, I've made a vow to. To Sam earlier this week that uh, I will no longer be stepping on the collective throat of the state of Iowa anymore. Really? And why is that? Just, we'll uh, see about that. Decided to turn the page. Wow. Because I paid him back for uh, myself. Breakfast burritos. I gave up some things for Lent and. Uh, whoa, whoa! You put cash in his hand? I did. I did. I have video footage of it too, which yeah. I'll post to Twitter tomorrow. It took three effing months to get paid ten dollars. Hey, I paid you <laughs> a, a back a back fee for another burrito as well. A little interest. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. So, guys, um, Memphis falls in game number one. They get beat uh, handily by the Minnesota Timberwolves. 130 to 117 was the final. Anthony Edwards had 36 points in the winning cause. John Morant, loser, 32 on the day. But mm. nevertheless, Minnesota takes game number one of their best of seven series. Jazz, 99 93 over the Dallas Mavericks. And underway in the first quarter, Philadelphia has a seven point lead, six point lead now over the Toronto Raptors. 19 13 is the score. Only other game tonight taking place in Northern California, Warriors and Nuggets. That will be game number one, the Western. Uh, Western or Western Conference playoff round. Away from all that, Major League Baseball, a bunch of games that are getting underway. One, though, that's deep into the eighth inning we go. Atlanta 5-1 at San Diego. Red Sox shutting out the Twins 4-0 in that contest. Phillies 2-0 against the Marlins. And the Gardens have a 1-0 advantage over the San Francisco Giants. Uh, later on today, Angels and Rangers. I think you guys talked about... Uh, Obviously walking, bases loaded, but uh, Noah Syndergaard. Steve, you you think Halos need at least 30 starts from him. Which is asking a lot considering the injuries he's had over the last couple of years. But, yeah. I mean, outside of Otani, if Syndergaard doesn't give you 30 starts... I mean, come yeah. on! They just don't have any pitching. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna brave the elements tonight, Chavez Ravine. So, oh, nice. We'll be back there for the first time in quite a bit. Julio Arias and Hunter Green, that pitching matchup. I'm that? actually uh, taking my boys in two weeks from yesterday. Uh, Tigers are in town, just a random team, but uh, yeah, I, I haven't been to Dodger Stadium for a game. Oof, it's been a long time since I've been to Dodger Stadium. Yeah, what was the last time you were on a flight, you said? I have not been on a plane flight since before the pandemic hit. Yeah. My last flight was to Atlanta in October of 2019. Man. Last time I jumped on a plane. Jeff's going to be on a plane this week. He's coming here. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be here all week, or what's the I deal? I get here on Thursday. Thir are you bringing the family, or what? Uh, my wife's coming, mm -hmm. but she, she will not be coming to the studio. You're leaving the kids home alone? or Yes. Yeah, okay, good, Jeff. Nice. How old are they now? Uh, almost eight and six. Perfect. Eight That's perfect. Perfect. They need to have a, what is it? A toy gun, <laughs> a tarantula, yeah. tax, and a flamethrower. Right? Iron. My, my iron. That's right. Hot iron. <laughs> my son could probably stay alone for like twenty four hours. I wouldn't worry about him. <laughs> my daughter, though, I just—I mean, she could do it too, but I just she would just ruin something. I, I'm going to uh, when I see you next week, Jeff. I'm going to show you. Uh, the progress of, of daughters. Okay, I'm going to show you a one. I'm going to show you two pictures of my daughters, sort of like the before and after. 
of what's facing you in the future. Okay? I think you just want to show them your credit card receipts from the last couple. Well, of that's. Weeks. I already. My, my wife <laughs> dresses my daughter for those in like very expensive clothes already. Like I, I, she did her just her hair like. We were at Disneyland. Someone asked, "Did she go to Bippity Boppity?" Because her hair was perfect. I was like, "No, my wife just did that. Like, yeah. she's already this way at five. Oh, yeah. Bippity Boppity. Yeah, and it, it only Bippity Boppity. I, I just the, remember we had <laughs> oh Bippity like from uh, Cinderella. Yeah, yeah see, do, we had our girls' hair. Here's too. what I knew: is it, so we had our two boys who were 19 and a half months apart, right? Boy, boy, and. Yeah. We went to, uh, you know, I never like to go to a store, but when, it was one of those days I was at the store with, you know, their mother, and <clears throat> and we were walking through the girls, little girls' clothing section yeah. to get to the boys' section, right? And she was just dying, you know. She's like, you know. So we decided, what what the heck, we'll go one more try. Yeah. I got my little girl and paying for it ever since. Hey. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, get yourself. Uh, David Gaskin, you don't have to worry about this because you are staying single as long as possible. So there you go. <laughs> Appreciate I, it. I can't and believe, you, Steve, you haven't been to a game. And I've been to two Dodger games now since October. I, I, I did go to a Dodger Dave? game, but I, it was a Dodger game at uh, Petco last year. Scherzer oh. pitched. Uh, that was weird because my entire crew is all Dodgers fans. So you can imagine. I mean, they were all fully decked in Dodger gear. At Petco Park, yeah, and there so is half of Petco Park anyway. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of Dodger fans that go um, to the games. Yeah. In fact, I mean, the Dodgers are going to be in San Diego next weekend. It's basically uh, it's basically the San Francisco South when the Giants play there. Oh, big time! But yeah. it's getting a little different now because you know the Padres are a little more relevant. I, I think they're losing again today though to the Braves, <laughs> so uh, could be going south quickly. Uh, David, thank you very much. Hey, I want to get your thoughts on these uh, NBA playoffs here uh, quickly, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors Nuggets series. This is not an easy series for the Warriors. I mean, Jokic no. is Jokic. I mean. Uh, in my opinion, he once again should be the MVP. I know Embiid's going to get a lot of support. Giannis should get a lot of support. But Jokic, to me, is just different level. Um, I think he became the first guy ever with 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists. Yeah. Um, but what do, you, what do you make of this series? Because, you know, we talk about load management early on in the show, and the Warriors definitely played it down. You know, they restricted with uh, Clay Thompson's minutes in, in his comeback, and they've been pretty cautious down the stretch with both Steph Curry yeah. and Draymond Green. Um, what do you think of this series? If you just if you if you do the um, what they if teams have done way back like against Shaq, and you just say, yeah. you know what, we're gonna, we're going to let you know Shaq at all his points, and we're going to shut down Kobe, right? If you do that with with Jokic, you say, you know what, you get yours, we're not going to let anyone else score. Is is that the best path to beat the Nuggets? Probably right. Instead of trying to guard everyone, just say, hey, you know what, get get your forty points, twenty rebounds. Dude, we're not going to let anyone else score. And that's the way I think they're going to approach this. Well, and and don't forget Jordan Poole. I mean, this guy has been on fire for the Warriors. I mean, this guy, all of a sudden, a former guy out of Michigan and everything else, uh, I believe over the last, I don't know, 10, 12 games, he's only had one game under 20 coming off the bench. So he, he's an X factor. Look, if you, if you look at the teams that are in the playoffs right now, and you're the NBA, if you're the networks, you're like, how do we get to a Warriors-Nets final? Now, the Nets are the seventh seed playing Boston in the first round. Could you see the Nets winning that series? Nets? Who you say? Nets-Boston? Nets-Boston. That's the seventh seed versus the yeah, two seed. Of course, it, 
yes, of course I could see the, the Nets winning. I think that, well, I mean, with Durant and, and Kyrie, I mean, of course, yeah, I could see them winning, but they, they don't have as much depth, I think. But those two, those two dudes, man, when they're on, who's, I mean, not many teams in the NBA are beating those guys. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the one seeds, I mean, what sounds more attractive to you, Warriors, Nets, or Heat versus the Suns? Warriors, Nets, of course. Yeah, it's about star power. This is a league that sold itself on individual stars rather than teams themselves. And you want the biggest stars there. So if you get a Steph Curry going against Kevin Durant, his former team, there's a storyline that people will watch. I'm just, I just don't know how much interest there are in some of these other teams. Obviously, the Bucks Suns didn't do anything to move the needle last year in the yeah, NBA Finals. I, so, it, you know, the NBA, as much as people, um, you know, will lament LeBron James. I mean, he he brings people to watch. Of course, and he does. Now when he's out. He, when he's gone, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he retired, I mean, I don't. You know, right now, Lakers are in, are in a lot of trouble, uh, just in general. I don't know if he'll be back quite the, the way that he has been in the past. You know, wh- what's the draw going to be? Right? Who's going to be that guy? Because the, the NBA needs superstars. It needs villains too. And LeBron's both. He's a villain because people hate him, and he's also good enough for people want to watch him play. Who's the villain in the NBA right now? Is, is it is it is it Durant? Is it Kyrie? Is it Harden? Like who's who's the like who are you watching to hate? To hate Durant. Okay, but even then, a, I mean, and when I say hate, that's because, I'm just saying who's no, the most I, polarizing no, because, guy on that? Yeah, it's, it's, because yeah, because people tune in to watch LeBron to hate LeBron. Right. Who who are you tuning into to hate? Well, to like, me, it's Steph Curry. Because I did so. But how do you hate Steph Curry? Always, He's like the I nicest always, guy ever. No, no, no. no <laughs> he when, he, when he started parading out that little girl of his, forget it. No, he lost me there. He lost yeah. me. Yeah, he lost me. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, he brought his family up there. He's gone. I, I can't take it. It's too relatable. Get out of here. Um, so, uh, no, I mean, that NBA's going to have to deal with that. But, look, the ratings are back up in the NBA. The game so far in the playoffs have been pretty good. Yeah. Um, you have the Sixers right now and the Raptors. Uh, excuse me, not the Raptors. Um, uh, yeah, no, Sixers yeah. Raptors. That's 26-18 right now, nearly in the first quarter. So we've had some good basketball so far. Yeah. Uh, but, look, these people like me, like, I, I didn't watch much regular season. I, I watch a lot of playoffs. Like, I, I like uh, watching playoff sports. All right. oh, come on, come on. On the other side, I'm going to get to the real story. Generals. Stallions, game one of the USFL. <laughs> I got right. the odds, and we're going to get Jeff's best play for this game tonight coming up next. Can't wait. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Steve Harvey, Jeff Schwartz, Fox Sports Saturday. The Dollar Shave Club six-blade razor brings noticeably smoother shaves with six stainless steel blades for swift hair removal and a lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razors are sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. I want to thank the guys today. Iowa Sam. Learning things about each other all the time. Good times <laughs> today. Yeah, we, we got into some uh, interesting discussions. Oh, that's just fluff. We're having fun. I love our little yeah. bottom-of-the-hour bantering. It's just great. Yeah, he was wondering about my disdain for the uh, Warriors. Part of it is I'm a Southern California guy, so the sure, Bay Area sure. is always a yeah, rivalry. But, but I never you know? felt that was – like, as a kid, though, the Warriors stunk. Like, what, what rivalry is there? I, don't, no, I never but, felt but, that with well, basketball. First of all, Steve Kerr is smug. Uh, that's just my opinion about okay, him. All right, sure, but which coaches are not? Are not. Uh, no, next Pop's level. pretty smug. Yeah, but yeah, but he's had. Yeah, I don't know. Just something about him. You know how we used to. But use a part the of Warriors. it also is that he went played at Arizona, which was a rival to UCLA. So that's the Warriors' tickets were always cheap, Steve. So uh, we'd visit the Bay. That's how we could see Kobe back in the day. I, <laughs> yeah, I actually went to a, a Warriors game at Oracle way back in the day when they were bad. Awful. No one cared about them. Um, of course, David Gascon doing a tremendous job today. By the way, he could not get out of here quick enough. Now that he has money in hand, thanks to Iowa City. Uh, by one quickly. gallon of gas. I mean, he really came out. Of, he just he's flaunting that money. He's got a long commute. Yes. He's going to get some gas. Oh, he's money. going to Dodger Stadium. He's oh, that's right. Yeah, right yeah. Now. And uh, Danny G thinks that uh, Derek Carr is underpaid at forty point five. Uh, I didn't say that, but yeah, okay, but you're happy. I think the deal worked out for both sides. Uh-huh. Maybe he can play offensive line too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where, where do you, uh, Danny G? Where are you projecting the Raiders right now in the AFC West standings? Raiders are going to win the division. Win the division. Oh, yes, so there they it is will, right baby. There. All right, sure. Over, yeah, over your Chiefs. You got that, uh, Jeff? All right. Uh, we get ready for the launch of the USFL. We mentioned earlier. Not only will this game be on. Fox, it's going to be on NBC. Yeah. We haven't had an NFL game on two different networks since that final game of the undefeated regular season for the Patriots. That Patriots-Giants game was on two different networks. So uh, many options for you to watch the game between the Generals and the Stallions. All right, so I'm going to get uh, three betting propositions for you, yes. uh, Jeff, and I'm going to say which one is the best. So I'll read okay. them off, then you pick your favorite. Uh, Birmingham, uh, the Stallions are a three-point favorite in this game. The over-under is 41 points. And, uh, again, the money line in this, New Jersey plus 140, Birmingham minus 160. All right, so of those, what would you say is your best play for this game? I mean, the under is probably the best play, even though this opened it like – in the 50s, I think. So that's why it's at 41 The number's now. Been, been bought down and bought. That's I mean, a the under, really low number. The under feels like the – yeah, but, dude, this is a I mean, brand-new league. Like, a lot of unders hit in the AAF and yeah, the XFL. Yeah, yeah. As I mentioned, the, the teams I like that I will wager on, I have Tampa Bay and and um, uh, New Orleans. I mentioned the coaches. I like the offensive coaches. Offensive-minded coaches have had success recently and worked well for Spurrier and New Heisel, June Jones, Pep Hamilton, like guys for a long time that have been really good. Um, I'm going with Fedora. You look at his, his college offenses uh, were good. And then obviously Todd Haley when he was the OC, not really the head coach with Kansas City, but the OC with Pittsburgh, some good teams, some good offenses. So those I'm rolling with, I, I, again, you're basically just just flipping a coin, right? I mean, <laughs> we have no idea what's going to happen tonight. Well, don't we say that about the NFL? 
Aren't we flipping a coin there as well? But at least you sort of have an idea of like who's playing. I mean, you know, like the schemes and the players, and I mean, we really don't know what this is going to look like. All right, but let me, let me let me let me. I'm going to put you in the general manager seat, okay? So you have a, a startup league, so everyone's yes. starting from scratch. Where is your priority in building your roster? Where where are you? Where do you the, feel the, like? the same the same thing in, in NFL? It's quarterback, offensive line, pass rusher, cornerback. Okay, so nothing changes. You mind no. that core of the line, both sides of the line? Yeah, yeah. Uh, defensive backs and quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the quarterbacks are all pretty anonymous in the league, right? There's I mean, but I pay attention to more college football. I think, like as far as scouting than you do. I mean, these guys, their Go names, on. most of them sound familiar. Um, no, but these are guys. At best, like, most of these guys have skipped around a lot of uh, NFL training camps. Uh, yeah, and they skipped around in colleges as well. But I mean, there are six of them. Like I, Clay, I remember Clayton Thornton from Northwestern, Shea Patterson, um, you know, Kyle Slaughter, Kyle Laletta. And um, mm-hmm. Jordan uh, Tamu, like I remember those guys. I don't know Brian Byron Scott from Occidental College. Brian Scott, D three star. I was going to so. say, I thought the he was a twenty twenty MVP back. in the, the spring league. All right, all right. So you're all in. We're all in. All in. Let's do it. I'm in. Next week we'll be running face to face, talking in depth USFL here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 